Now let's fire up those time circuits. Set it to 1989, because today we're traveling back in time to revisit National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Santos Medrano, and today I'm joined by... Mrs. Medrano. That's right, and we are bringing you the Chris, the Christmas class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't know what I was... I was trying to say something like... Profound. The Christmas, yeah, the Christmas class. Well, it is a Christmas classic. Uh, so yes, we're we're bringing you the updated recording of a Christmas vacation because we do have an old one. But I thought I would, you know, this time that this is we, a two point Yes, two point the new version. So there you have it's it. Not a new version. It's just two point I guess yeah, it's just two point <laughs> It's just another one. Yeah, it's just another one. But yeah, all right. So different, different uh, cast, different opinions. Yeah. Because that episode's from like, I don't know, 2016 probably, 2015. That's from years ago. So, all right. But yeah, we're, we're going to, we're giving you, what happened? Nothing. I'm just. Uh, Is it strong? Uh, it, I'm drinking black coffee with a shot of whiskey in it. Ooh. <laughs> it does not taste good. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to pick me up and I also need something to bring me back down. <laughs> it's an equalizer. It's a little pep in your step. A little pep in my step. <laughs> So today's episode, we're going to bring you one of, honestly, I think, because Chevy Chase has like some hits, but a lot of misses. And this is one of those really big hits of his like, you know, biography. I don't know him from anything else. Really? Yeah. I know him from the Christmas Vacation yeah. saga and um, Three Amigos and Community and Man of the House. And that's Man it. of the House. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, wow. That is it. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> so no funny farm or nope. again, Fletch or anything. Nope. Wow. Damn. That's crazy. Cops and Robertsons. Nope. <laughs> I, I feel like you're just making up titles right now. <laughs> Hot dog and hamburger. Nope. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> what the hell what was the that? That? <laughs> that was scary. I That's why I don't sit on that <laughs> side. I got scared. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> For those we of you that don't know back. what happened, something like, oh. fell off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like... An old lady died in our house. <laughs> it's a, a Chevy Chase fan. <laughs> 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 They're mad. They're like, why are they talking shit? Oh, man, it's the ghost of Chevy Chase past right here. <laughs> He's like, he was on SNL. <laughs> One of the first cast. I didn't watch SNL at that time, so I don't nah, know him. No, yeah, no, I mean, we did. Nah, we weren't born yet, so... But this film that we're going to be doing today is all right, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This movie 
was released December 1st, 1989. And as you hear my wife coughing, we just want to point out, cough. just like last time, the this is the end Lingering episode. cough. Yeah, it's it still there. It go away. And I kind of have a cough. You could hear it in my throat. It's not as high. I got a little bit of a deeper voice yeah. right now. That's right, baby. He came down with the sickness, too. <laughs> <laughs> I let her finish. I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit and see where this goes. <laughs> I'll stop eventually. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. So this film was released December 1st, 1989. It was um, uh, at the, a huge hit at the time. It was one of those where like, because I know he was struggling at a certain point with his films. Like Funny Farm didn't really do well. <laughs> Film that year, like, Means I don't know nothing what the to fuck. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think it was this one and then Man of the House were, like, two hits for him. And then after that, like, everything he did afterwards was just. Return to innocence. <laughs> I don't know why that's all. <laughs> that just popped into my head when you said Man of the House. <laughs> because that's how the movie ends. Oh, you and they get married. Yeah. Is that bad? It's that's a song. Yeah, it is a song. Yeah, it is right. Yeah, we're not making fun. We're actually singing the song. That's the lyrics. See, but would it be the same as you know, like people they would rap to songs, and if they're not black and they say the N word, people get upset over that. Is that the same if we start doing the? That's part of this. I mean, you're, you could sing the Lion King song, right? Oh We're yeah, or or Africa, or the uh, or the King other song. one from from uh, Richie Richie Valentine. No, no, Lionel Richie. Yeah, <clears throat> we're going to party. Come yeah. on, fiesta forever. And then they have that little part in the mm-hmm. middle. And so, yeah, if we sing along, it's just, it's just a good song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all night long. All night. Yeah, so we're going to be up all night long giving you this episode. <laughs> we're still trying to start it. It's a John Hughes uh, written by film because the first film was such John a... Hughes. John Hughes. 16 Candles 16 guy. 16 Candles, okay. John Hughes, yes. He he had... The first film was such a massive hit that they said... I thought this was National Lampoons. It is National Lampoons. Dave Lampoons. <laughs> Dave Lampoons. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Dave Lampoons. No, it he wasn't Dave. not direct this. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened is Vacation came from a short story that John Hughes submitted to the National. But you said this wasn't the first in the series. No, Vacation, the the one where they go to Wally World, was the first in the series. Was the first. Well, yeah, and see I, see, I get confused because the Rusty in Part Three <laughs> looks the youngest in the entire freaking series, <laughs> and it just doesn't make sense. So yes. I've always seen that one as Part One in my mind. Yeah, because it's it's also not called. Christmas vacation national or part it's not called vacation part three yeah Christmas it doesn't vacation. it doesn't even have it's almost like a standalone film like you could you could watch this and have never seen any of the other films and it's a standalone film yeah that is true because it's like they they have like a tiny hint to the whole like Wally world in a small scene the the cup the cups that that's we it. have yeah 
that's I bought one because yeah. I have to. But other than that, yeah, you're right. There is nothing that tells you like, oh man, I missed the first film. What happened? Like, no, that you don't have to. You could mm-hmm. jump in. You could do that same with uh, uh, Vegas, Vegas Vacation. Yeah. Pretty much any of their films are are like standalone films. You're not going to be lost like you would with like a Lord of the Rings or a Twilight. No, no, <laughs> they're stand. They're they're all standalone. Yeah. Films. So so it, it's what it was was that. With the first film, again, being a huge hit. Because John Hughes, there were short stories that he submitted to the, the National Oh, Lampoon. he wrote these. Yeah, the National Lampoon. And he that's where the first film was based off of one of his short stories. And another one was... So Chris, John Hughes is a writer and director? Yeah, he was he was like a writer first. And then okay. he started directing after okay. the fact. Um, so with Christmas, it was called uh, Christmas 59. That was the basis <laughs> for what Vegas Vacation because they were they were they were bugging him like we want another one we want another one mm-hmm. so he's like oh here here's fucking take this one so that's why he has written by but he didn't direct it um, but yeah we have a massive amount of notes so we are let's just get into let's it. just get, in, into, let's get it. into it all right so fucking as the movie starts it has one of the best intros fucking animated with the song the. <laughs> 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 I think it was composed by Angelo Ballardo, whatever. But it's uh it's the only. This is the only film that doesn't have guess which song because it's in all the movies, but this movie. Holiday Road. You know why? Why? Because they only ever go. <laughs> they're only on the road once when they get the tree. <laughs> 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 Which it would have been appropriate. Yeah, they drove a really long distance to go get a tree. Yeah, for no effing reason. Yeah, like they just—I mean, they went for a reason. But, <laughs> but yeah, there is no there. There is no reason for them to travel so far, because there is this deleted version of the film or a lot of like scenes that were cut out, and where he murders his family. No, they go to a tree lot. That's actually what happens when they crash. Remember when like they're mm-hmm. the truck and all that, and they they end up crashing. They arrive, which at is a, a trope in the Chris in the vacation movies. Yeah, the car always gets launched. Clark's just like a bad driver. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they keep letting him drive. Exactly. After you're, the first time, like I would be like, you're not allowed to drive anymore. Yeah, why don't the wife just drive? Yeah, I mean, that's why how it is she? with us right now. I can't. I'm the even one drive. that's driving. Yeah, you're my passenger princess. Yeah, put my hand on your knee, caress your thigh, get you <laughs> snacks at the, when we pump gas. <laughs> I wish you would give me snacks. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't need no snacks. <laughs> but they're all low calorie. Low calorie don't mean no calorie. <laughs> so, yeah. So this song uh, has a, I love the freaking song. It's a great intro and it's animated. So that's what like it's fun. Like um, just going into the film and um, I, don't, I don't know why I have notes on this song. <laughs> why do you have so many notes on the song? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking intro. So we start the film, and yeah, they're on the road, holiday road, you know. But they're not traveling like vacation. They're literally one. on a holiday road. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. They're going out to the tree, and that's when they're just being the typical cliche, you know, la 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 la, like where they're all singing. They're trying to get the kids, and the kids are annoyed. And which, if this were our car, it would be me and Owen singing. Yeah, and you annoyed. No, I wouldn't be annoyed. I I just, you'd be on your phone. I don't You'd sing. Yeah. Well, as of now, I would be on my phone. Back when, I'd be driving. Owen and I, we're the singers in the family. Yes. And I don't sing because then you would make fun of me if I try singing. That's not That's even why true. I don't sing. You'd be doing what they do in Step Brothers. You're like, <laughs> you don't even look good singing. 
<laughs> so that's why I don't sing. <laughs> but yeah, so this stupid truck, like, I mean, it's like, yeah, there's fucking road rage, but just let them pass. Who gives a shit? You know, Clark does not is not driving the vehicle to to afford himself road rage. No. You're driving a freaking station wagon. Exactly. With your family inside. You're gambling your whole family's life. Exactly. Well, we've learned like, he's a he, bad he has a lo- He has a lot to, pr- like, he's always, he's constantly compensating. Mm-hmm. Like, his man, his masculinity is always on the line or something. He's, he's a complex exactly. man. Yeah. Makes stupid decisions. And you know that truck is the same truck that and Kurt Russell drives from Overboard? It's the same truck that they used in the film. I love Overboard. I know you Russell. do. I fucking love that movie. We should do that movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, it is a good one. But yeah. that that that's his truck. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. A little trivia. <laughs> I thought you'd like that because you love that movie. I love that. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it is. It's like, okay, you he's gets road rage with these two hicks in a car. Presumably they probably have a shotgun. Yeah. Like, why what were you what are you thinking? Yeah. That would that would never happen with you. Like you 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 would you don't even honk your horn. <laughs> when, when people like it pisses me off <laughs> like when people cut you off or like they don't stop at the stop or whatever's happening i'm like honk your damn horn you're like well that's not gonna stop them no but it makes me feel better <laughs> honking the horn is the equivalent to fuck you guy <laughs> don't do it again well i guess it's because i'm so used to my car and we tend to drive the flex so with my car i could literally just use my thumb from the wheel where where i have them and just press down with your flex you gotta literally Put your hand on it because there is no. You act like you weren't born in the 80s where that's how you honk a horn. I don't. I don't want to. You, I want to keep. You have horn honking energy. Because I still want to keep my hands the on the steering wheel. You don't have to honk the horn is what it so, is. So, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna honk, honk at these guys. <laughs> but then he turns into Dom Toretto and drives his car underneath an, like an, an 18-wheeler. Yeah. How, I, see, I wanna, like, how do you not notice that? I, I no one's that neglectful a driver. That is very intentional skill and move. Yeah. Anybody else would have died. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it, because it, it, I want to know how they pulled that off. Like, there's no behind the scenes of how that shot was done. Yeah, when they're under it and they're filming from inside the car, obviously it's fucking a stage set with the projection and whatever. But there's a, a wide shot where there is a fucking car driving under the truck. So... <laughs> Is there literally someone matching the speed or or what? Like I want to know how that was pulled off, but there is no fucking behind nope, the scene we'll never know. that showed this. We'll so so yeah. So then that's when he realizes he's in there. They pull off, and that's when they crash into the yeah, fucking. Yeah, he gets a major error, which I made a note. Like this is just a common theme with his driving and constantly catching major error. Like he would have ruined the shocks on that car. The bumper would have fallen off. Like they would not have been able to drive that home. They would need to get towed. Oh no! Yeah, that. But this is a movie. And, you know, yeah. vehicles are invincible in movies. So yeah. And they're, it's not even dented or <laughs> fucked up when you see it later. The kids don't have bruises or anything, even though they're like all in the front of the car because apparently nobody was wearing seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so nobody went through the windshield. Yeah. So it's like that's when they go and they, they walk out into like the magical forest and they find the tree like i can relate to clark and with the whole trying to like create this family tradition you know make these wonderful memories with your children but his kids absolutely hate it they're ill-prepared nobody brought an axe like and and, in no world would they have been able to dig it up by its roots yeah that that takes like some like excavator type of machine exactly like he does not have the brute (laughs) strength to pull up to pull out that thing 
Like, yeah. where's this? Where's the scene where they get it from, from in the ground to out of the ground to on top to of the like car. the middle of the forest, to the fucking car on top of the. He car. He just turned into Steve Rogers. Yeah, and he loaded exactly. it on top of the car. There's no, there's no, no. way in hell. Yeah, I get, We get the joke is 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 amazing. Where he's like, "Hey, Dad," he's like, "Did you bring an axe?" And then he's like, "Don't." And then it cuts to on top of the but car. I can relate to Clark and his frustration with his pathetic family. <laughs> <laughs> he tries so hard. <laughs> He does. So, back to the movie. Audrey is is the only one whose face is frozen, even though they're all in the same uh, weather. Yeah. And I'm like, why is she the only one with a frozen face? Shouldn't they all have frozen faces? Yeah. I, I, that I understand. But, I mean, it looked like she was kind of like in like a, a skirt and tights. So, she wasn't fully covered. Okay, but it was her face that was frozen. They yeah, all have true. their faces equally exposed to the elements. She does say, though, she can't feel anything below her legs or something like that. Yeah, like, I, I can like relate. Like she says, her feet are frozen. Yeah. So they get back to the house with the car. Oh, man, my voice. <laughs> okay, Poppy Brady. <laughs> they get back to the house with the tree, and he's going to, you know, fucking chon- cha- chainsaw it. I'm going to chainsaw it. Chainsaw it <laughs> because he needs to cut off that fucking roots. And this is where we meet their neighbors. And pretty much we are told as an audience based on what we're watching that these people, we have to hate them yes. because they have money and supposedly they're snobby. In which when we first meet them, all we see is them being like, oh, look at look at Clark. Uh, what is this guy up to? Kind of just knocking on him. So at that point, we're already supposed to be like, oh, we hate these bastards. And then that's when he's like, hey, where are you going to put a tree that big? And he's like, why don't you bend over and I'll show you. And then he res- the neighbor responds. Don't talk to me that way. Or he's something. like, you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. And he says, I wasn't, I wasn't talking, talking to you. you. He's talking to his wife. Exactly. But at that point, they just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Clark and is unnecessarily rude to his neighbors. He's a dick. He's a complete fucking asshole. And if I were his neighbors, I would hate the shit out of him, too. Exactly. Like, he's constantly like... Just uh, harassing them. He does being antagonistic, shit. And he doesn't. And he violates like their property. He does. And their and their boundaries. There's further incidents in the movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get we'll it. get to that. But he's automatically he's a dick. So I don't fucking agree with him at, mm-hmm. at all with Me these neither. neighbors. Don't deserve any of that shit. Clark cannot admit that he got an unnecessarily large tree. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculously large in stature and girth. Takes up like. Half of the living room. Yeah. <laughs> His wife's telling him, like, you set your expectations too high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because at this, this is when they're in bed. Because before that, she does say you're setting your expectations high. Because before that, when he, then they finally cut the, the rope yes. to open the tree, it freaking breaks through the window. It gets all over the place and he gets covered in sap. Yep. And he's like. It looks good or something like he's just stu- he's like half in the tree. You could tell. And yeah, so but he's fully committed. Yeah, he's committed. So he has to like follow through and pretend that this is still a great idea. Yeah, because he can't let his family know like, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, like he will not he will not back down. So he has to double down on everything. Yeah, it's like that skit with that guy that <laughs> that's on the, the show. The one that says, um, I didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't it, were. It's the very first skit of the first season, everything, where he's like, oh, you pull the door. He's like, no, I, I could go. And he just, he won't. Fuck I was it. like, oh, you have to push. He's like, yeah. no, you could pull it. And like, he's just. <laughs> he's committed. <laughs> he's committed that that door has to pull open. 
so he breaks the fucking door. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's how Clark is. He's not going to admit that. I Okay, my, maybe the tree might be a little too big, you know, in which later on the tree looks fine. So somehow magically it got smaller. No, it still doesn't. It still doesn't uh, look yeah, fine. It still so. looks, it's huge and cumbersome. But yes, uh, they're in bed and that's when, yeah, she says you're like fucking your expectations. Because he wants the magical Christmas. He's finally, he, he's going to host. Because they kind of make a mention later on. I'll get to that. But, or the, you know, the dad he talks about, but he's like, this is my my moment. I wanna he because every every all the fucking movies. That's his goal is to be the greatest whatever they're doing in the He's film. He's a bit of a narcissist. Yeah, and he wants his moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you know, like oh, when you carve a turkey, like the person who carves the turkey, like it's it's a it's a rite of passage. Yeah, it's like you're the new man of the house, like the head of the household, or whatever, yeah. whatever. It's an honor. So them, him hosting, like he has to set the setting, the high expectation. Yeah. He wants to have the biggest tree. Like it's a dick swinging competition for him pretty much. Yeah. And he's only competing with himself. Like no yeah. one, no one gives a shit. Everybody's like, whatever. Like the kids always, almost always never fucking care in any yeah. of the films. And his wife is just like, like, so it's just for himself. That's all it is. It's for himself. And he's going to host. Which Christmas. I don't understand it because his parents are so sweet. And, like, it seems like Clark is an only child because we never hear of him having other siblings. Yeah, that's true. And when the parents are at the house, they're just like, oh, Clark, it's great. They're so encouraging and everything. I'm Mm -hmm. like, how did growing up in a household with such encouraging parents breed such an insecure man that feels like he constantly has to prove himself? It doesn't make sense. Because, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but... It's because when he's falling apart and when he's like ranting everything, he's in the kitchen and he's just drinking some water or some shit. His father comes into the kitchen and starts talking to him. He wanted to be the host. He wanted to do everything. Um, and he's like, how did you do it? Son, I, I love you. We all love you. But this is a terrible night. Nothing's gone right. It's a disaster. You losing your temper with the whole family only makes things worse. And you're too good a father to act like this. In years to come, you want your children and your family to remember all the love you gave us and how hard you tried to make the perfect Christmas. Oh, I just... You just cocked it up. It's okay. It happens. All our holidays were always such a mess. Oh, yeah. How did you get through it? I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. Based on what we know about the parents of how we meet them, they're nice. Like, they're probably pretty amazing parents. So he's like, I want to be like that. But he's just always <coughs> failing. And things just happen that, and, and you know, the whole him being an asshole to the neighbors, I don't know. And Clark also is, um, I feel like he's delusional and he lets his, uh, imagination run wild and get the yeah. best of him so i feel like he sets these expectations high because maybe he he has this these like grandioso memories of like his childhood yeah where things weren't really as great as he remembers them to be yeah because i mean think just think about like us when we're kids like i don't know if you've ever gone back and visited your old elementary school when you're a kid your school feels like a theme park it is huge the playground the jumps the slides the auditorium the stage everything is so huge to you when you like i don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to go back but i ha- i have and when i've gone back to like my old schools and stuff i'm like dang like 
campus is so small like look at how sh like how tiny like how short the the slides are and oh the stage at the auditorium it's like only 20 feet wide like this place felt like an amphitheater to me when i was a kid because in our memories things are greater than what they actually were yeah that's true and yeah i have gone back when when my little brother was at the elementary school and i would go pick him up like my senior year at that point and Gosh, it's so small. Like, I, it, it felt big or some shit like that when I was a kid. Yeah. It's, like, so profound. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Clark has a nice house. He's the sole breadwinner. Yeah. And he works at some sketchy food company that's basically, like, creates chemicals and stuff that's uh, to uh, preserve. Uh, uh, preservatives food. and... Uh yeah, I I have a dev whatever uh, like. additives. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> like I know he mentions that he's like trying. They're like working on cereal varnish. Yeah. So that it, your milk doesn't soggy your cereal, and I'm like, that's kind of genius. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Why can't that be real? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and that's when we get to meet his boss. Yes. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Played Shirley? by Bill Murray's brother, Bob Murray. Yeah, Bob Murray. <laughs> you might be right, actually. <laughs> Does it make Bob? Let's see. Uh, Brian, Brian Doyle Murray. That's that's the brother. That's Bill yeah. Murray's brother. So the Frank guy's Shirley. a prick. Yeah, and they illustrate uh, how like insignificant he thinks his um, workers are because he almost intentionally calls clark by the wrong name i don't know i just noticed something we're watching we'll keep going i think it does it intentional to like keep them in their place yeah and to let them know how disposable they are that it's like you like you're, you're nobody like you're you're not even important enough for me to remember your freaking yeah. name so i i i agreed with i agree with you on that but then as i watched it again to take my notes when he's when they're walking up Mark? Hmm. Clark. That's Bill, sir. Are you the one who was working on that non-nutritive cereal varnish? Yes, sir. I've got to give a speech to a trade group. I'd like to mention it. Write up a brief summary and have it to me by the end of the day. My pleasure. Layman's terms, none of that inside bullshit jargon that nobody understands. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Shirley. Uh, we got your Christmas card the other day, and my family and I are very flattered that you remembered us. Corporate cards. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, he does that to all his employees. I'm not saying he selectively does it to Clark only. So the way he says the dialogue, it's like he's correcting the boss like, I'm Bill. So when he walks away, he calls him Bill. Yeah, I don't know. You lost me. <laughs> he comes up like I, I should have written the dialogue, but he comes up and he calls him Bill. He's like, that's Bill, sir. Because when he when he so he Clark, he's calling Clark. Yeah, Bill. that's the dialogue. He tells the boss that's Bill, sir, like as if he's correcting um, the boss because the boss says the wrong names. 
So he goes, that's Bill, sir. To the boss, it sounds like he's saying, oh, my, you know, that's my name. That's Bill, sir. Like, meaning the name is Bill. So when he walks away, he calls him Bill. Where they go to the mall after this, right? He's Christmas shopping. So, yes, it starts off with that. Hey, Santa Claus. Hey, Santa. It has like this little cool beats Christmas song. And they go to the mall. And again, this is where like Clark as a whole is a is a villain. Because it's like, I'm assuming you're going to bring it up in your notes. Like, I don't know how he made it to the altar without cheating on his wife. Seriously. Like, they must have dated very for a very short, like, period of time and then immediately got married. Exactly. Because he's he's just constantly lusting and fantasizing about other women. Mm -hmm. And his wife is gorgeous. Yeah, she is. And I mean, look in the first film. Do you remember what happened in the first film? He's constantly with uh whatever that the actress is in the car. Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Yeah, he's like always like kind of flirting with her and stuff. And then he finally runs into her when him and his wife get in the fight at the bar. He says he's basically single and they start skinny dipping. That's cheating in my book. Yeah. And the only reason he gets caught is because it's so freaking cold that he starts yelling that everybody comes out and the kids see it. The wife sees it and she like forgives him. <laughs> She's like, fine. He's like, I mean, if Beyonce could forgive Jay Z, you know, anybody could forgive anyone. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But it was, yeah, yeah. So we we already have that going. I can't remember if in part two he tried to cheat or anything. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, European Vacation is the one I least remember. Yeah, it's the one um, I least remember too. He but doesn't I mean, try to cheat on her in any way in Vegas Vacation, but Wayne Newton is trying to sneak in and get into that. <laughs> And she kind of like allowing it going along with it and shit. So she kind of like finally gets back at him. So that's cool. No. Not fully. She's older and she's enjoying the attention and the, I mean, is it's borderline cheating. Yes. That flirtation, the spending the time with Wayne Newton, but her husband is so like, he's been neglecting his wife for years. Yeah. And he doesn't make her a priority. And he and he gets obsessed with gambling on that he, trip. He, yes, he put he, he sets them all aside. Yeah, like he gambled away the kids' college funds, like their plane tickets. Like he puts them heavily into debt. If they hadn't won, if it wasn't for Rusty, if 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 it wasn't if it wasn't for the old man and the keno. Oh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Shit, you're right. Because Rusty was good luck, but then they found out he was underage, so they wouldn't have even had the money to pay the taxes on those cars. No shit, that's true. But they got lucky. Because the old man in Kino. Yeah, old man in Kino. <laughs> and they were almost going to let it go until he slid that ticket back. Mm-hmm. But the guy is like, oh, you're, you know, you could be our family. Shit. Yeah, that's that's true. She should have left him. Seriously. She should have stayed with Wayne Newton. <laughs> Wayne Newton. Yeah, dude, she would have had like a freaking amazing life with this guy. <laughs> Donka Shane and all, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, did it, what did Right? What, I feel like Donka Shane, right? Right? So... <laughs> <laughs> so Donka Shane is a song that Wayne Newton s- sung in his youth back when he had a very high-pitched voice yeah. very kind of falsetto-y for soprano mm-hmm. and um, I don't know why I said this but I was having a conversation with someone and I was like you know I really like that song Donka Shane and I'm like I think <laughs> I don't know why I said this but it, like the moment I said it out loud I regretted it and it was too late I couldn't take it you back you couldn't take it back because it was already out into the world yeah but I was like I really like, like doesn't that mean like can I take your order? <laughs> and as soon as I said it, I'm like, no, that's not what that means. 
it, it means thank you. It means thank you in German. So Dr. Shane does not mean, order? can I take your order? <laughs> and when you told me that, I started laughing. I still remember we were right outside the door right here. And I'm like, why the fuck would you think he's thinking I suck about May I take your order? Oh, may I take your order? He's thinking to I don't know why he said that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> You're a fucking terrible person. <laughs> uh, it doesn't beat 9-11, though. <laughs> I'm not laughing at 9-11. I just that my wife believed okay, someone okay, said okay, okay, it was okay. a terrorist. Okay. So, first and foremost, I was in middle school when 9-11 <laughs> happened. Um, yeah. I was like 11, 12 and this was the first time in my entire life I had ever heard the word terrorist. Yeah. Prior to this, I had never heard that word spoken. So I was waiting at the corner because of my street because a friend of mine who lived a couple blocks away would pick me up from there and then we'd carpool to school. Yeah. So I'm waiting on the, on the end of my street for her to pick me up. She picks me up. I get in the car and she's like, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened? I'm like, no, what? She's like, well, my mom's boyfriend was supposed to fly out, but they closed down all the airports because terrorists are attacking the Twin Towers. And I, I'm like, shut up. Terrorists aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I immediately thought... Like, well, one, I didn't know what the Twin Towers were <laughs> either. And so when she said terrorist, I was thinking extraterrestrials. <laughs> so I'm like, terrorists are attacking Twin Towers? <laughs> like, that just sounds so made up. And I'm like, terrorists aren't real. And she's like, yeah, they are. They attack the Twin Towers. I'm like, I, like, is this a prank? Like, they're not real. Like, they're, they're not real. Terrorists are not real. <laughs> The whole time you're it's thinking just, they're like like an ET and, and shit. She's like, no, the terrorists they got on the planes, and I'm just like, what? Like, why would they use planes? Why wouldn't they just use their spacecrafts? <laughs> and it wasn't until I got to school and went into class, and the teacher like turned on the news, yeah. and we're watching it happen on TV that I was like, wait, what's a terrorist? <laughs> I, like, I had no idea. I was so lost. <laughs> You thought they were aliens. I thought they were aliens. Like, why you live as at first? Okay, you didn't believe they were real. You're like they're not real. Yet in your mind, you still said, "Well, if they're gonna attack, they should use spaceship, not planes." I planes. didn't say that out loud. I was thinking. Yeah, I know, it. I know. That's what I'm saying in like your mind. Oh man. Well, that's how I knew she was fucking with me because I'm like, no terrorist would hijack a plane. They're gonna use their their, their spacecraft. That's just science. <laughs> That's a scientific fact. That's a rock fact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So we're this is when the this is the 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 girl the Christy Brinkley of the film, Mm -hmm. uh, because he's at the mall and he's like looking at women's undergarments, lingerie, and shit like that. I worked in a department store. Women's lingerie is would not just be like right in front of the like these are private undergarments. They're they're usually like in a more like a 
not, I wouldn't say secluded, but like in a different area so that when women are shopping, they could do it discreetly where everybody isn't looking at them, looking at underwear because it isn't very intimate thing. Yeah. It w- So I'm like the, the underwear thongs or whatever would not be right there in a high traffic area where everybody's just going to be yeah. watching where, you. Look where he's at is personal. like where they have jewelry where, or, yeah, or where cologne would be like the and watches shit, perfume. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the, the, how are you going to try it on? Like, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go all the way to the dressing room. The, yeah. But the logistics of it did not make sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't at all. So, it's, um She the, must work on commission. That She has to show the, the underwear she's wearing in order to sell it. Yeah, because it's, like, really high. So, yeah. she's like, you can see. She I, hikes up her skirt. Yeah. So you can see her whole thigh and her no butt. Okay. So, <clears throat> he's talking and he says, my wife, she's, she's gone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. He's like, oh, no, she's not dead. But we're divorced. So right away, he's like, "I'm single. I'm single. She, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm divorced. I'm still buying her gifts, whatever. But I'm, di- I'm, I'm divorced. So already, ejo, like, you know, like uh, that's why it's like it's so weird. And the part that really stood out to me is that Rusty's used to it. Yes, yes, because Rusty is looking for him, and when he sees him, he. Gives that look like, oh, there's dad there, again. There he goes again. Again. Ugh. So that means Rusty knows. But, that- but he does because everybody saw him trying to hook up with Christy Brinkley. Exactly. So, but it's like. These kids got no loyalty, man. He should have told his mom. Exactly. He fucking like he knows. And then he shows up and that's why he's like when she pulls up the skirt and he tells he's like, Oh, you're like, right, Russ, you can't see the lines. And he's like, Yeah, dad. And that's when he's like, Oh shit. Like and he Snap really... back to reality. Exactly. <laughs> so then this is when the next scene we start getting the knock on the door. It's a cool little like shot because you see everybody in the house and then that's when like the door it's just like it's filming the door and then it opens and you see both parents right before that happens. Oh, OK. Was There's there like something a, I missed? No. Um, right before that happens, you know, because you said they have those little advent calendar scenes. Yes. There's also moments where you're just kind of seeing part of the house. And I know uh, you see like this huge bowl of assorted nuts and that takes me back because there's certain things that over the years, you know, um, decor and things have changed like, mm. you know. My my father used to smoke. Ashtrays were a thing. A lot of people used to smoke back then. So in yeah. living rooms, you'd have these like beautiful ashtrays. Like mm-hmm. like there was a whole design around ashtrays. You don't go walk into homes and see ashtrays anymore. No. Like that that th- those those things aren't around. Like little golden figurines or like bronze figurines. You don't see that anymore. And yeah, assorted true. nuts. When I was a kid, we had a big bowl of like assorted nuts, nuts with like Brazilian nuts, uh, cat, like everything. And we had like our little nutcracker that looked like a pincher thingy. Yeah. Not like the Christmas nutcracker. It was just like, just, it I know what like you chopsticks. mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I remember those. Um, but, and we had like this bowl of nuts and we always had it out. So like when company come over, they come, they sit at the, they sit at the island and there's some nuts while you're cracking, eating the nuts while you're talking and yeah. whatever, whatever. And, um, and it just, that just, that it takes just me back. Took you back, yeah. And I'm like, we don't. People don't do nuts anymore. I mean, maybe because of the all the nut allergies, but yeah. people don't do bowls of nuts. I was like, I want a bowl of nuts for my table. Yeah, I mean, bring, we have a fucking yeah. cookie jar. We do have a cookie jar. And our jar. kids are not. There's no peanut allergies in this house, so you could do the fucking. I'm nuts. gonna. I'm gonna get some fucking nuts. <laughs> exactly. Some mixed nuts. Because when I was a kid, a lot Tree of my nuts. aunts on like the coffee table they always had like like it looked like a wine glass but it had a lid mm-hmm. and they always kept like peppermint style candies in yes. there yes and they always had them 
And like everywhere we went, like um, some they always had like those peppermint candies on their coffee tables, and that shit don't fucking. No, people don't have that on. No, like just out anymore. Yeah, the thing is, it's like I wanted to do like a jar of like M and M's or something. Like every now and again, you could pull, but forget it. With our boys, Mm -mm. mm -mm. Remy and Milo, forget it. They'd be eating that shit. But yeah, self control. So the parents, we meet. We finally get to meet the parents, and um, they arrive at the exact same time. Yeah. like, did they fly in together? No, because they're arguing when they, like, show up, like, mm-hmm. as if they just ran into each other. And they're automatically, they don't like each other because mm-hmm. they kind of they are. They play nice, yeah. but they don't like each other. No, more so the, 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 the fathers. They're kind of always arguing throughout the film with each other. Like, you see another moment where they're fighting with each other. But we see uh, Ellen's parents and Clark's parents. So, Ellen, I mean, Clark's parents, we mentioned, very nice and shit, but... Alan's parents, though, they seem like they're assholes, which doesn't make sense because she's the sweet one. Yeah. You would think she w- they're grew like flipped, up. Yes, right. It is flipped. Ellen's parents very much seem like they would have been Clark's parents. And that's why Clark is the way he is. Yeah. But it's the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like we got uh, Clark Griswold Sr. and Nora Griswold. Those are the Clark's parents. And you got Francis Smith and Art Smith. Those are Alan's parents. And with uh, Doris Roberts, who we know her from Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. she uh, like the Ellen automatically is like, he's like, you promised, you promised, you promised. So that like, means that she was going to be nice and bite her tongue. Yeah, exactly. So and then also she mentions that she has hemorrhoids. Yes. <laughs> and then the dad says they took a pint out of fluid from his back or some shit. So he's already complaining. It's like. And my favorite part is when he's like, oh, uh, if you I have this big old bunion on my foot. But if you rub it, I'll give you a whole a painful quarter. burr yeah. on her heel. And she's like, I'll give you this this quarter. Yeah. If you rub it out. Yeah. He's like, oh, a quarter. Yeah. And he's like, and I'll, I'll give Audrey a quarter, too. <laughs> and then that's it. They're all there. Folks, folks, folks. Merry Christmas. You know, they took a pint of fluid out of my lower back. You see this mole? This mole in my neck? You think it's changing color? No. Well, you keep touching it, it's getting redder. I got hemorrhoids. Can you believe that? Oh, mother. Isn't that terrible? You're not getting Have the garage space. No, I'm doing the parking. No. Ross, oh, you want to help me? They're not sleeping in my room. They want to go crazy. Oh, no. Your grandma knows it's got a real painful burr on my heel. And if you rub it for me, I'll give you a whole quarter. Okay? <laughs> a quarter. And I'll give Audrey a quarter, too, Audrey. I'm going to put my car in the garage. Clark wanted the house full. He wanted everybody there. It was... Well, he has something to prove. He needs an audience. Yes, but... What I'm saying is that he that was his idea to like, I'm going to invite her. I'm happy that everybody's coming over. Mm-hmm. And the moment they're all there, he fucking bails. He says, like, he's like, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go outside. This is what Christmas is all about. I'll uh, park the cars and check the luggage and uh, yeah, I'll be outside for a season. Really? Like, you want everybody there, but the this moment... This is when ev- he's going to go do the lights, though. 
Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to go outside. Like, he wants to escape. And it's him escaping the house. It's like, you're not going to spend any time. You're automatically, the moment they show up, you're like, yeah, I need to get away from all of this. It's like, you wanted this. I thought it was because he's going to go do the lights. He is going to go do the lights. But he takes no time to be like, hey, they just got here. Let me spend some time. He wants to get away from the craziness because the way he delivers this dialogue is like, I need to get away from this. So I just found it weird that he's like, come on, man. Like, you wanted this and now he's like, I'm going to use the lights as an excuse to get away from all of this. In which he spends most of his time outside, like working on the fucking lights. Clark likes to do things himself. Yes. But he's also not a very handy person. No. And is not well equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, he has like, uh, he's on the ladder and it's not stable. And uh, like, I would be terrified. Like he has a very tall house. He's high up on the, 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 on the ladder. Yeah. And the, it looks like the ladder's like going to fall multiple times. Yeah. Well, it kind of does. The very first time he goes up the ladder. Oh, yeah, because he catches himself with the tree. No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, Yes, that does happen afterwards. But the very first moment he climbs up and then he starts hearing some rickety racketing. And then the shit fucking slides all the way down. Oh, yes. And then he's just like, he does kind of like, I I feel that that's such a real moment because we've all done this when you're hoping no one saw. But you kind of feel like this was done on purpose because he does that. Like, he goes, "Mm mm-hmm. Like, he looks around like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this ladder's stable. (laughs) Because I've done that where I'll trip and fall or some shit and I'll realize like, (laughs) yeah, all right, you know. (laughs) So, yes, that's one of the moments. Another moment, too, where... He he's stapling and he catches his fucking his sweater. Sleeve. Yeah, his sleeve. So when he rips it off, he falls back yes. towards the tree, and then that's when he pushes himself back forward. Right. So there's that moment, and then obviously when he's on the fucking roof. During that moment where he's um, stapling himself, El- it, we, the scene cuts to Ellen with her mom. Oh yes. And Ellen's mother asks her if she's smoking again, but her mom smokes. Mm-hmm. So I, I I didn't understand why her mom's like so critical of her daughter smoking, but she's smoking. Yeah, I I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't make any her sense. Her parents suck. Yeah, her parents do suck. And then that's when he's on the roof, and somehow he slips, falls, pulling, pulls on the rain gutters. It launches this ice uh, icicle into the neighbor's house, breaking their window and damaging their like. Uh, it, like some sort of like radio equipment stereo Like a CD thing. player. Yeah. It was a CD player. And at that time, the 80s and the way that looked, that was probably like a fucking 300, 400 plus CD player yeah. uh, stereo system. And I, but I love is when they get back, the way that is like, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Marco. <laughs> well, obviously something had to break the window. Something had to hit the stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> and it sucks because because of Clark and all this. They have all these issues in their marriage because of the tension and the feud that they have with Clark. Exactly. They're they're lashing out at each other because of Clark. And that's, again, it just makes you hate, hate Clark. Clark. It's like, what the fuck? I love this movie so much. But 
Clark is a villain in this. These people don't deserve this. They don't. At all. We never show. They're just going about their business. Yeah. It's just like because it was in the late 80s and like, you know, there was like a lot of like rich, you know, going on and uh, the freaking yuppies and all that. They're trying to like kind of pin the like, you know, rich. Yeah. The rich yuppies against, you know, this working class, you know, white collar guy. Yeah. Just trying to support his family. But it's like they're just living their lives too exactly like what the? Fuck? i would hate clark too if he was my neighbor hell yeah i'd be pissed i mean i get mad already with the neighbors with his, parking with his, like, in crazy our crazy family <laughs> their septic tanks and the rv seriously which we can totes relate to <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> our neighbors have like they're they're friends with a lot of um unhome unhoused people yeah and um some of these people live in rvs and there's one person that uh one year um for several months would come and park their massive massive rv right in front of our house and i mean it's public parking you know we don't own the street yeah we we never complained about it but it was a nuisance and um they would come and like there was a, a couple months where they were there every freaking day just yeah. parked in front of this house with their huge freaking RV taking up the whole street. And at that time, um, we only had like enough space in the driveway for um, two vehicles and we have three vehicles in the home. So at that at that time, it was, you know, a, a big nuisance because it's like these people don't live here. They're just fuck freaking visiting, you know, the neighbors and they're constantly parking this huge ass RV that takes up the whole freaking side of the house. Yeah. It, like their RV is so huge. It takes up the space of three cars. Mm-hmm. And so like we would have to like find somewhere else to park because their RV was constantly freaking there. Exactly. Yeah. So we we know we're not the ones that have the the rv peeps but our neighbors do yeah they got their cousin eddies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah so he's out there decorating a shitload of lights like where like they twenty five thousand imported italian twinkle lights he must have gone shopping for more lights because the amount of lights that we see in the beginning when they're first bringing them out doesn't look like it it would even cover most of that like just probably maybe the, the way room. he was handling the lights i'm surprised they, they they even lit because old school strands if one is is damaged the entire strand does not light up exactly and the way and he's, he's stapling like, yes he's stapling like he's stapling on the wire like like i've accidentally stapled on wires when doing oh, lights and, and when you, you do just, that it, fuck, it kills your strand yeah that's it you're it, done it, you, yeah you, i you did that me- once yeah i've done that <coughs> And then and like the way he's like carrying and handling these bulbs, which back then they're all glass. Yeah. It's like there's no way he would have he would have done this without damaging these strands of lights. Yeah, that's true. And it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. And here again, just like the way the Rusty was where he saw dad and being like, "Ah, there's dad again. Like it's it's a norm. When he when you know, the when he falls from the gutter and all that, he falls in a bush and. Alan comes out to say dinner's ready. She hears and sees a bush shaking. He's like, all right, I'll be there. I'll be there in a minute, in a moment or whatever. And she looks and she's just like, that's not weird at all to me. That's normal. <laughs> My husband's in a fucking bush, whatever. Because she trusts the process. She's like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. yeah. He's fucking crazy. He does. And when shit I'm working on stuff, like you have to just trust my process. Yeah. And trust that I know what I'm doing. Exactly. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> so oh, he finishes it up. He calls the whole family outside and brings out the whole family in their PJs and robes to premiere his light show that he put on this house. There's more bulbs on this house than in Vegas. <laughs> Maybe this was foreshadowing. Seriously. He plugs he he plugs the cord together. It's a bust. Does not does not come on. No. And Ellen's dad has to make his remarks. He's like, what a waste of resources. Didn't come on. Yeah. And Clark's dear old dad tells him, if you need any help, give me a holler. I'll be upstairs asleep. Yeah. That is... That makes no sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're, if you're going to be upstairs asleep, you're clearly not going to be available available to help. Yeah. And it is it is like late in the night. Why would he need to work on it at that point? You're not going to get an, anything accomplished anyways. Yeah, exactly. And I, I have a, a question. Because after this happens, it cuts to a scene of Rusty and Audrey sharing a bed. And I'm like, this house is two stories. So many windows. It looks like a bed and breakfast. Yeah. And we know there's guaranteed at least three bedrooms in this house. Mm-hmm. Because Clark and Ellen have their room, which looks small, by the way. It doesn't look like a master bedroom. It looks and feels small in yeah. the scenes. And then Rusty has his own separate bedroom. Audrey has her own room. And you have the two sets of parents. Rusty is rooming with Audrey. But Rusty has bunk beds, even though he's... There's only two children in the house. He has bunk beds in his room. Yeah. For whatever reason. Why? He, I don't. I it's why. never. I've never occurred to me. Like, why the why hell? Why does Rusty have bunk beds? Maybe him and Audrey shared a room at some point and they just never bothered getting him a different bed frame. Maybe. Or maybe he has friends over a lot. I don't know. But Rusty has bunk beds. Yeah. For no apparent reason. Oh, yeah, that's true. Shit. And Audrey and Rusty are in his room. The, the grandparents are in one room. So they must have at least a fourth room because the. the both sets of parents, in-laws, aren't in the same room. They're in separate rooms, and we don't see anybody sleeping on the couch. Yeah. So there is. There's a fourth room. So there's, like, at least four rooms in this house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get so hung up on this because in movies, we bring this up a lot that it's like you have this huge old house, but yet everybody's sharing one bathroom. Yeah. Or everybody has to bunk in one single room. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking does- sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah and what i love is like you get everybody sleeping you see um well just real quick because it's going to lead to something later on when they're outside um what's her name uh audrey says like oh nobody drives by and sees me standing out here in my pjs like the way she said like all annoyed and then that's when art says he's like if they know your father they wouldn't think anything differently Because he kind of like rags on him a lot. Oh, so yeah. they don't think he's good enough for their daughter. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. We'll bring it up more later. And then, yeah, like they we see everybody sleeping, doing whatever. Like Audrey's getting annoyed by her brothers. Like, get off me, you germ or some shit like that. She says um, that's basically sleep like what life is like sleeping with Milo. Yeah, <laughs> constantly. He wakes up every single day mm-hmm. and crawls into bed with us. And like, I am so like sleepy tired that I'm just I just grab him, like lift Pick him your battles, and I'm like we, just fucking, and I go right him. back to sleep. I'm Plus, like, it helps that he's so thin. Yeah, he doesn't take up a lot of. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But if like if one of us leaves the bed, he just gets all on you. Like yep. he wants to be right mm-hmm. next to you. Yep. <laughs> so like a wart. Exactly. Yes, and then. 
uh, so you see that with Audrey and Rusty and and then you get the rest but then there's and this has to be Rusty's room <laughs> because it's art he's on the top bunk and he's just awake happy staring at some like model poster. bikini poster just like they're just staring at him <laughs> i love that part because he's just like an old man and just being like yeah <laughs> being a perv <laughs> um so we cut to the following day again we mm-hmm. get the little ding, 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 like a nice little jingle bell uh and we we get to the attic yes he's going to hide presents yes. and he finds other presents yes from 1983, it says, Happy Mother's Day, 1983. So clearly that was for his wife that he forgot about. So at that point, would he not be like, like one? They said this movie came out in what, 89? Yeah, it's an 89 film. So it came out in 89, so presumably the year is 89. And yeah. the, the, the gift is from six years prior. So they've been living in this house for the last six years. And Rusty is how old? And why does he have bunk beds? <laughs> I'm just going to keep going back to that. Yeah. Why does he have a bunk bed? <laughs> and what happened was in the in the very first film, you had Michael C. Hall playing uh, Rusty Griswold. And I'm not, I, I don't know the other actress name. Uh, they played Audrey. So in the second film, they were going to come back. Uh, automatically the girl who played Audrey was back. Like she signed on. She's ready to play it. Michael C. Hall was going to sign on, but decided I'm going to John Hughes do the first one too. Um, He wrote, he wrote it, but he didn't direct it. I think it was. And maybe that's where John Hughes like fell in love with Michael C. Hall. Let's see. Vacation. The first film was 1983. So that's where the the fucking Mother's Day gift comes from. Mm-hmm. Um and it was uh Harold Ramis, the Ghostbuster who mm-hmm. passed away. He directed it writer, writer John Hughes. So he, so he wrote it. So that's where John Hughes fell in love with Michael C. Hall, but yeah, in his movies. Yeah, them in his movies. Mm-hmm. And he that that I'm glad you bring that up because Michael C. Hall said, "You know what? I'm not going to be in the second film. I'm going to go do Weird Science." Weird Science. Um, yeah, so I was about to start singing and I just like really like, no, I paused myself, but yeah. So at that point they're like, well, shit, we can't have one kid come back. And then the other one. So they just said, you know, let's just recast them. And at that point that became their little gag throughout all the films. We're just going to recast. Yes. We're going to see Clark and Ellen get older, but the kids are just going to always be young and they're not going to age. So that's why by this third film, they're like, okay, now we're going to get rid of those two and bring in two more kids. And then by the fourth film, again, we're going to bring. And then by the the fifth film, that was the reboot, you know, kind of, we had Ed Helms playing Rusty. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that that's, that's why, um, why did I, did you ask a question? <laughs> I don't remember why you even brought that shit up. I don't know why. You oh, 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 1983. Oh, we're why talking. does Rusty have punk pants? <laughs> we're not going to let that shit go. I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, why does he have bunk beds? I guarantee you no one's ever fucking questioned that shit. Like, why does a, 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 a one boy in a household have bunk beds in his room? It makes no goddamn sense. Because he but likes to party. <laughs> it's a lot more room, room for activities. 
Oh man. <laughs> so I uh, there's a gag. It's just a a classic simple gag that's like you'll see in cartoons and shit. The Simpsons did this, you know, Simpsons did it. Um where he hears them outside. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Oh, it looked funny. I thought you were like <laughs> but you he hears them all outside and they're gonna go have breakfast and then go shopping and ellen's like wait i i think clark would like to go with us to have breakfast and go shopping with us and the dad's like no i gotta eat i gotta take my pill like fuck that guy basically so they leave and he's trying to get their attention as he starts walking he steps on a loose board and it smacks him in the face. Oh, so he turns around, steps on the next Very loose slapstick. Board. Exactly. And I love that. It's such a simple gag. But to me, it's hilarious. And he does it again. He like, gets hit a few times. <laughs> yeah. And he gets hit a few times. And then that's when he finally stops. And he tries to, hey, Ellen, like, you know, Rust, whatever. But they leave him. Because he, when he go, went in the attic, it's one of those where you have to, like, pull down, like, a door yeah and then the ladder slides down and someone not n- not checking if anybody was actually up there's like oh who left this down yeah oh, it, who left it was this uh open? what's her name's uh mom ellen and, and uh, yeah yeah and then she just closes it up essentially locking him up there I, I didn't know that those particular types of doors could only be open from the outside exactly because he, he's trying he's on it he's yeah, literally he, it won't hopping open. up and mm-hmm. down and it, and won't, it won't open I so yeah i mean because if I'm, anybody owns a house with an attic with one of these doors. Please confirm. Could they be opened from only the outside? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I would like to know. Yeah, me too. I'd like to know. <laughs> Just like we're still waiting. If you don't like Forrest Gump, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. And so at that point, he starts going through <laughs> luggage and shit to, to find clothes. Try to keep he's warm. cold. Which is weird because heat rises. Yes. And if the heater's on in the house, the attic should be warm. Exactly. And here's, he's freezing. Here's a part that doesn't make any fucking sense. So he steps wrong and breaks through the ceiling. And his feet are through the wall. And he's it's kind of a big hole because he's yeah. stepping on. the. At that point, like just crawl you have out. To, you have, yeah. Just make the hole bigger and get out. You're you're going to step down directly onto Rusty's bunk bed. Yeah. That he owns for no reason. <laughs> wait that's why there's a bunk bed that's why they put in a fucking bunk bed because Because otherwise he would have fallen completely through so they have to have this gag so we can't have him fall all the way through because we need him to be up there because they there's a gag coming up that's going to be hilarious so how do we get him to just halfway fall through and still stay in the attic Bunk Bunk beds. beds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) You know, that's how, like, that's what writers fucking do. That's what John Hughes did. Like, how do I solve this problem? Fucking put a bunk bed. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, it could have been a bookshelf. Yeah, it could have been anything, anything, but no, it had to to be be a bunk bunk bed. (laughs) But that's what's (laughs) funny because John Hughes didn't anticipate that two people fucking on on Christmas Day in 2003 (laughs) questioning the 2003. I mean, 2004. (laughs) No, shit. 2023 (laughs) questioning why there's bunk beds. It's like, oh, no, he's typing away. No one's ever going to fucking ask why there's a bunk bed. They're just going to laugh. So, yeah. So he starts watching these old home movies. Yes. 
and he takes out the the uh of like a film reel and that's where it says like christmas uh 50 60 something that where where it comes to like where the movie was based off of off of the fucking the short story i don't remember but yeah like it, it's it's that's what the short story is titled off of that thing and he's watching it and you hear fucking whatever and that's when they get home and ellen's coming with presents and she's also gonna hide her shit upstairs and when she opens it like you only see from the attic he fucking falls so that should have killed her it should she was directly underneath exactly like he, someone should have gotten hurt it's oh, yeah. a it's a funny scene but i honestly believe someone should have been hurt like i wrote that down like i wrote how... that too how did he not kill ellen <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that was the two questions i wrote how did she not get fucking hurt how did he not get hurt and why didn't he just crawl through the hole like literally he sits down and slides through and he's on the bed and he rolls out and that's it he's done he's fucking out this is um christmas 59 there you go now he is going this is his second um reveal yes to bring the family out mm -hmm. and show them his christmas light display yeah Joy to the world. <coughs> and we realized that I guess there was like a switch in the house. Yeah. In the basement that you have to turn on in order for the outside lights to come on. And um, because they haven't figured that out and um, Ellen keeps flipping it back and forth. It just kind of seems like the, the lights are glitchy. Yeah. And he gets so frustrated because essentially she inevitably turns it off. Yeah, that he starts vandalizing his own like Christmas display. Yeah, because at first they didn't even turn on yet. She hasn't even done the switch yet. Like he's he's out there and that's when he's getting pissed off because like we, we we see the neighbors for a quick second. Mm -hmm. We see the neighbors and they just got done from a workout and he's, you know, Todd's trying to get on Margo and she's like, I want to shower first. And like. For some reason, like, again, we're looking at this as audience and we're supposed to be like, what assholes? Yeah. Who showers after a workout? Like who's, who's, look at how stuck up she is. He's just trying to give her love. And she's like, I want to shower like we're dirty. And I'm like, yeah, and like no one wants to. You, you're sweaty. And uh. but again, they, they're trying to make us make them mm. hate them. Yes. So then, yeah. So again, yeah, the, the second attempt with the switch and all of that. And yeah, he starts vandalizing his own thing. In which, I don't know if you know this, but he broke his fucking pinky when he punches Santa in the face. No, why would I know that? I just thought you might have read the trivia or something because people always like post stuff. Or, or Did and, you know? Yeah. I, no, I didn't know. So when he punches Santa, he fucking breaks his pinky. That's and the, the shot that we see is that shot. Because mm -hmm. at that point, it's why he starts doing like kind of like kung fu and sliding because it's like he's in he pain. He hurt himself. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I'm gonna. But start, he's so, he's so committed he to kicking. the scene. Exactly. He's not gonna break character. Nope. It's just like in Lord of the Rings when that when Vigo fucking kicked the helmet and it was heavy and he broke his fucking foot. So when he screams in agony, like, oh, the hobbits got kidnapped, he's actually screaming in pain, like, cause I'm I'm hurting. And they kept with the scene, so it made it much more powerful. So yeah, he kept going, and then he's pissed off, and then yeah, that's when Ellen goes. <laughs> to check the fuses because actually no he goes first he goes first and he flips it right yeah he flips it and then that's when she's outside and she sees like oh and then he turns it off and he goes back out and then she's like shit like it's not and then when he's out there 
Yeah, that's when he. Yeah, okay, yeah. So the flipping, because that's what I needed. That, that's what we got to say. Where, when it turns on, he gets so excited that he calls everybody back. So when everybody comes out, it's the WB frog. It's yes. gone. Yes. And that's why he gets pissed off mm -hmm. because he's like, everyone's looking at him like, dude, like you're crazy. Like what the fuck? Like leave us alone. <laughs> why are we out here? And then that's why he goes like on a rampage. And then he grabs the thing. And then that's when Ellen, when she goes, she realizes like, wait a minute. And then she flips it on. But every time they're flipping that shit on, we see Todd and Margot being like, blinded by these lights. Yeah, they're blinded by they're, the lights. They're, show, they're like um, it, the, the light is blaring into their bedroom window. Yeah. And they like fall down the stairs. They get hurt. Like, it's just bad. She's crying. And all of a sudden, but they get the thing lit up and mm -hmm. the whole fucking they're like a power grid somewhere at, yeah. a, at a power plant where they have to flip a fucking switch. Like, I don't know what their bill's going to be, but he's obviously doesn't manage his money properly. If he's no. like sh like writing a check, he can't cash for the pool and is like in, in dire straits because they, he doesn't have the, his bonus money. yet. Yeah. But yet he's spending like an insurmountable amount of money on his light bill. Yeah. Seriously. And he was dedicated with doing this because at one point when the dad asked him, like, you know, it, it could be one light bulb. It could be. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I've checked every bulb. It's like, fuck. Imagine the amount of lights. 25,000 lights. How long would Italian that have taken it? <laughs> <laughs> so he's happy because it's on. <laughs> Everybody's like, wow. So he's going to every single person. But then we get an awesome surprise. Wait. Oh, okay. Alan's dad still has to make a comment. <coughs> oh. The lights aren't twinkling. It's like, thanks for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, ah, fuck, you know, he's, he's such a dick. But, and then, yeah, that's when we come across as he's going down. Best character in the movie. Yes. Like, steals the fucking show. Yeah, steals, yeah. In Vegas vacation. I'm down for you. <laughs> And, you know, so it's Cousin Eddie. Mm -hmm. He shows up and that's when like. Cause Why he, he never got like a standalone National Lampoon? He did. What? It's called Cousin Eddie's Christmas Vacation. Pinky Swear? A Pinky Swear. Why have I never seen that? <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't that the movie we watched? And the Audrey from Vegas Vacation mm -hmm. comes back in this film. When the hell was this made? Yeah. Let me see. Here, hold on. Um, oh, that was news to me. The spinoff. National Lampoon's all right, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2. Um, also known as National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. It's a 2003 American made-for-television comedy film. It, pr it premiered December 20th, 20, 2003. I said 2003 earlier, too. Remember that? Mm -hmm. On NBC and stars Randy Quaid and Marion Flynn. So they're both, mm -hmm. you know... Um, for reprising their roles as cousin and Catherine, along with Dana Barn, whatever, reprising her role as Audrey Griswold. Let's see which. Oh, actually, she's the first Audrey from the first film. So she comes back. So, yeah. So <laughs> it's a spinoff slash sequel to the 1980 film, 1989 film, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So this is a sequel. But I heard it's just uh, very bad. Not a good one, but we should watch it just out of curiosity. So, yes. So he did get his own film, but right on. yeah, they're intrusive. 
they show up unannounced, uninvited. Yeah. With a huge eyesore RV. Yes, that's fucking nasty and dirty. Eyesore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just messed up and like dents everywhere. I thought you were gonna say eyesore again. <laughs> I was hoping because I like that. Um, but she, see, the the his wife, um, what's Miriam? her name? Miriam? No, that's the actress. Betty. Is Betty. It? It's Betty. Betty? Eddie and Betty. Eddie and Betty, is it? Yep. Uh, it's Catherine. Who's Betty? I don't know who the fuck is Betty. <laughs> There's no one named Betty. I'm literally going I down. down Betty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's, it's it is right. Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. She was like, we wanted a call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise because Eddie's just bad. He doesn't really think. Which is so funny because I can relate to that because my brothers are very intrusive and <laughs> don't respect boundaries in that way. <laughs> and their you know, significant others will say the same thing. Like, I told your brother to call and, you know, he's, he 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 said that like, you know, he did he didn't want to or. They're always some excuse. It's like, but you knew too. You you yeah. could have called. You have my number. You you could have texted me. You could have warned me. Yeah, warn. <laughs> um, so, and then he he points out they got this horrible effing dog named With Snot. That, I thought his name was Rocky. No, his name's Snot. Who the fuck is Rocky? <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe he's Betty's dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, they call him snot. He has a lip fungus that hasn't been identified yet. <laughs> How did he have money for the vet? <laughs> right? Yeah, he's a Rottweiler named Snot. Says right here. Uh their kids, their two kids, one Ruby Sue. Ruby Sue, yes. Who who their who what's her got Ellen's mom is shocked that her eyes aren't crossed anymore. Ruby Sue falls in a well, eyes go crossed kicked by a mule they go back to normal (laughs) it's like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and then the little one where the art wants to give him a kiss you got a kiss for your grandpa (coughs) and he's and then he's like yeah i wouldn't get him kiss him he's like he says something right i don't know he he has something wrong too in which i feel bad because the kid never says anything he just stays quiet the whole time. He's they got no lines. No dialogue. He did not get a sack card in No, movie. he did not. The little girl, she she yeah. acts a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then that's when they're, it's like, at least they were like, nah, we want to, you know, stay in the RV. But if you could sack up the kids and then like, and Art's like right away, like, ah, there's plenty of room. Ellen says, we have plenty of room. Yeah. When he sends the kids into the house, he tells, not Betty, to get the rubber sheets and the gerbil. Yeah, I've never heard that before. As that I was... RV is like a sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on <laughs> Vegas vacation, they're they're fucking a lot. Oh, yeah, they're fucking a lot because she even reveals that she's pregnant I, again. Like everybody loves a baby. Yeah, <laughs> so they're fucking a lot because in that film they got all these goddamn kids. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I because of the the text that we're reading, I was like, I've never heard Vir, uh, Virgil uh, gerbils before, so that was new to me this whole time. I was like, what the fuck? It would have meant nothing to you as a kid, anyways. Yeah, I know. But even then, but as an adult, I've seen this movie every year, every Christmas. I watch it like two or but three do times. Do you always watch it with subtitles like you do with me? No. There you go. 
that's the thing. Reading so, is fundamental. So I missed it. So I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, so at that point, we we cut to. I just made a note that the dog drank half a quart of Pennzoil. <laughs> yeah. And he, it was when he pissed or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Freaking. That dog is just like. Does, it he, won't die. No. He's a strong pup. <laughs> Eddie. Is it the next day because Eddie's in the house and he's like touching the stuff around the house? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Because Clark has this cute little like windmill thingy and Eddie's like touching everything. And in a, in a way, like animals, he's putting a scent around yeah, the Eddie house. Eddie later admits that they're living in the. Oh, wait, no. Cousin and Catherine Redneck husband arrive unannounced. The two kids, Rocky, and that's that's the kid's name, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky is the kid. So that's where Rocky comes from. <laughs> so maybe the kid has the lip fungus? Yes, it is the lip fungus because that's why they don't want to kiss. Yeah, snot just has a thing where he's constantly like snot? just snot. It's all over you. But yes, the kid has the lip fungus because Art wants to kiss the kid. Mm. He's like, you got to kiss for your old grandpa. And they're like, ah, I wouldn't kiss him. He has this lip fungus. And they're been. like, oh, yeah. Okay, so that's what it is. So... That's when um, it cuts to them being in the house and he's like surprised, like, of course. And yeah, he's walking around. And this is where we get the connection to the first vacation because they're drinking eggnog that's in just in the living room all the time. At room temperature. Yeah, at room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink eggnog, but is it supposed to be room temperature? I don't think so. Because there's egg in it, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, it's, I, it's really hard to make. <laughs> eggnog <laughs> yeah and i mean it's i guess but they're drinking from the wall the the wally world uh like little moose cups yes the and marty, I have one. marty moose i believe that's yeah and mm -hmm. they're drinking from it and he's just like fucking things up and he's, he's just touching things yeah he's got one of his daughters in rehab yeah one oh his, yeah his son is a carny yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the kids are off like the older kids are off or doing whatever so uh, Eddie tells him, don't go fall in love with it now. Yeah. We're taking it with us and we leave here next month. <laughs> and Clark looks like he, he's about to, he's about to like spit out his freaking eggnog, poor guy. <laughs> I know. He's like, what? And I remember when we were kids, my, my cousin, I have some family that lived with in our backyard in an RV for, uh, over a month. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, you showed me. An old like Home video, video. And yeah, like, and there's an RV in the backyard. The, yeah, they were living in it. Oh, with their four kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like holding a baby throughout the the thing. I was because they were living with us too in a house built behind the garage. <laughs> <laughs> they we had our own cousin Eddie's. Then <laughs> <laughs> did any of them have a Rocky? <laughs> no. And a Betty? onward and upward. All the the, the I mean my my family that was living in the RV they were just coming on some hard times and they've all you know bit made strides since then but they there was a rough yeah. patch you know where they were they were living in the rv they didn't want to be in a position so they were just in our backyard while they got it together and they didn't want to impose and be inside of our house you know so they only ever came inside to like shower but they you know they just stayed in their rv until you know one day they finally left i mean that's how cousin eddie because they they went broke and they had to sell the land and the worm farm Cousin or whatever. Eddie is intrusive and doesn't know boundaries. And he's like, he's going to eat them at a house and home. Yeah, that's true. 
Like he doesn't care. I mean, the dog fucking is just. He has no discretion. Because right then, the dog is fucking drinking the water. And he's like, ah, don't, the tree water won't hurt him. He's like, no, it's going to dry out my tree. my tree. Yeah. And he's like, get out of there. You know, <laughs> like, get, go, go, go get yourself some food in the kitchen or some shit like, like that. Like the family's already in imposition. And then you bring this big ass dog into the house. Yeah. Like, come on. It's, it's just an extra salt in the wound. Yeah. And, and he has to put up with it, Clark, because that's Ellen's fucking cousin. So he's just like, it's her family. So, uh, but it, it Eddie is not her. It's Catherine. Yes, Catherine is Catherine the is the cousin. Because mm-hmm. every time, whenever they're gonna get like do kisses or something, she always kind of leans her, away. Yeah. <laughs> like he so, grosses her out. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, we're back at the work. We're we're at work now, and that's where he goes to deliver some presents, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he's no, gonna presents. go suck up. Yeah, and he's giving his boss a clock radio. It, it's like was it a clock radio and like a stationary set because it looked like two little boxes together yeah it's not one solid box yeah <laughs> and the i guess the joke is that every person in the office also gifted him the exact same yeah. clock radio because <laughs> they're all the same shape they're all the same yeah. shape <laughs> <coughs> yes this is us coughing sorry this is a sick cast <laughs> yeah so and then he's like the this is a pretty fucked up part because the boss is like he picks up the phone and he's like, just to end the conversation, he's like, get me someone, anybody, I don't care, and get me someone while I wait, <laughs> just so he could act like I am busy, yeah. like get out of here. So the boss is like an asshole. He's boss. a dick. Yeah. Um, I put that. I put here. Eddie has a metal plate in his head, replaced with plastic at the VA. So Eddie was in the military. What branch of the military was he in? He was in the Air Force. Cause in the, he, yeah, because he got abducted. Did he use that training to save us from aliens? Yeah. <laughs> Terrorist. <laughs> Stupid dude. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, he's like talking about that because every time with his metal plate, his wife, when Catherine would turn on. She turned on the microwave. I pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd forget who I was for like a few days or some shit. <laughs> it's hard having a handicapped husband. Poor Catherine, I can't imagine what, what that's like. <laughs> I'm still fucked up. <laughs> I haven't healed. Um, it's crazy because in all the because when he's a uh, he's he has like some weird like cooking oil that he's spraying on his sled. And that's why Eddie makes the comment like, "Hey, yeah. don't go, don't go spraying that on mine. I got a metal metal plate." He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, if like on if this side, set, my hair ain't going. That's right. fine. Yeah, he's worried about his hair. It's not really that he's gonna fuck up his brain and die. No, it's just I don't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> but in all the years watching, because I never paid attention to when he talks to his dad, like it says name or anything, but I didn't realize that he was a junior. Because I never heard him say his dad's name. Because he just says dad. But the dad's name is Clark. He's Clark Sr. Because he goes, he's like, all right, when you world record or whatever, sledding, you know, Clark W. Griswold Jr. And I was like, junior? I was like, oh, shit. I didn't realize he was a junior. And it it occurred to me until that moment. That changes everything. Exactly. That's why they had bunk beds. (laughs) 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 And also another thing, too. 
that I never noticed until I watched it the other day was I could see the rope or whatever pulling the sled as he's like the whole almost all the scenes. I was like, oh, shit, I've never noticed the rope. HDTV, man. Yeah, I was like, God damn, like I've noticed the, the rope and it goes into a Walmart like uh, like I've a, never seen tiny metal sleds like that ever. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But again, they had the like it should have been a plastic sled. So he goes super fast or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And somehow from how far he went, he, Eddie and the kids could see him. I wrote down the same thing. I'm like, he sled like a mile away into a Walmart parking lot, completely out of sight of the family. How was it they were able to react to his collision? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way they could have seen it. Yeah, because he goes, bingo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and again, we get the little advent calendar cut to another Kitchen. fantasy. Yes. And I wrote down, if okay, if this is a fantasy, why is he fantasizing about his in-laws there? Is it because in his fantasy he wants to show off to his in-laws like, ha, look at my awesome freaking pool? Yeah. But then why is Eddie there in a Speedo? He just <laughs> randomly shows up in his in his fantasy, Eddie being... And like being- an animal Speedo. He has with his, with his muscle shirt tucked into the speedo. Yes, because <laughs> it's it, it's long enough that he pulls it all the way down, and then he wears the speedo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> and in his, and in his fantasy, he's the only one that acknowledges Clark because he waves at him and he gets annoyed at him. It's like you're the one that's thinking of this. You could easily erase him, in which he does. He does because he turns into the lingerie lady yeah from the mall. who you pointed out and which i noticed too but it was like you mentioned that when you're watching mm-hmm. it she has no ass no but back then yeah it wasn't about asses it was about stick thin figures yeah that thin was in and i guess boobs too at the time but yeah back when you know it's like it didn't become the na- the norm until what jail right we're like, oh, big know. asses, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, or Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Whoop, there it is, right? No. Is that the one? No. No. All I want to do is a zoom, zoom, and a boom, boom. Just shake. Yeah, right. Rump shaker. Yeah, yeah. Because that video was filled with a lot of butts. <laughs> but yes, she shows up and he's having this crazy fantasy. And that's when, like, the little girl, Ruby, Ruby. Sue like scares him and clark has a redeeming moment yes he does um because he is actually very sweet to ruby sue mm-hmm. um and he's they're talking about santa and the little girl's talking about how you know they've had rough christmases and she's worried that with them and being the rv maybe santa isn't gonna doesn't know where they are and then maybe they won't get anything again this year Rock a bit my thumb huh? him's nervous because Christmas is almost here. Nervous or excited? Shit and bricks. You shouldn't use that word. Sorry. Shit and rocks. Him's nervous because you don't know if he's getting nothing. I don't think you should be nervous, and you shouldn't be either. Because if you're good, Santa knows it. And if you believe in him, and you believe in your mom, and you believe in your your dad, and if you've been good all year round, Santa Claus is going to bring you something. Sometimes I think all that Santa crap's just bull. If he was so real, how come we didn't get squat last year? We didn't do nothing wrong, and we still got the shaft. Well, 
I happen to know for a fact that Santa Claus is real. And in the next couple of days, somehow I'm going to prove it to you. You know, every year he comes to our house. I've seen him. It's true. Cross my heart. So, it's a good idea you came to stay with us, isn't it? I love it here. You don't got to put on your coat to go to the bathroom. And your house is always parked in the same place. She said, well, I don't know what, exactly what she said. I wrote down shitting bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does say, he's like, oh, I'm shitting bricks. bricks. He's, like, he's like, yeah, don't say that. Like, oh, sorry, shitting rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his face is like, what? <laughs> and there's also another moment where he's like, he's like, that's a load of crock. It's like, I we were good all year and we got Jack squad or some shit yeah. like that. <laughs> he finds out they didn't get any presents last year. Yeah. Because it's like, that's when he's like, all right, well, you should go to bed or whatever. Because he's, he, at the same time. It's also a very humbling moment in the scene. Yeah. It's a very somber moment. Watching it, like, really struck a chord with me. Because um, I've had rough Christmases. Mm. Um, so Clark finds out that they got no presents the year before. And then Ruby Sue's talking about how great it is that they're, that they, since they've been there at his, at his home. She tells him, you don't have to put on your coat to go to the bathroom. Your house is always parked in the same place. Yeah. And it's 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 really sad because, you know, it's like while we it's hilarious, you know, living in this the Eddie and his shitty little RV. It's like he's we we we're missing the fact that he's not a great dad or, a, you know, a good husband. He's not a provider. And he, these kids are growing up with trauma because of these neglectfully responsible parents that you yeah. know like don't really work and don't provide for them like no and they're not raising them right like they have a daughter that's <coughs> you know an alcoholic a one that ran away from home and joined the circus <laughs> they got a kid with an unidentifiable lip fungus it's yeah. like they don't e they barely have enough food to feed themselves and they bring in a dog that's has, that's like a bottomless pit and won't stop eating like it's it's just it's really it's really sad, um, and it just it, it took me back to like, Chris my like my first Christmas as like a single mom. That was like a really rough year for me. Mm -hmm. Like I was making less than ten dollars an hour, minimum wage, and I you know I I did the best that I could, but it was it was really rough w w for me and Owen, and you know fast forward you know over ten years later, and we go out <laughs> Christmas Eve shopping because <laughs> we have almost, you know, nothing really under the tree, but not because we don't have the means to provide it, but because we're in a place in our lives where when our kids need something, we get it for them. Yeah. So we really didn't have much under the tree because our kids are not lacking anything. Yeah. They have plenty of shoes. They have plenty of clothes. Like, just last week, you know, Remy, our, our little one, our three-year-old, he's autistic, and he just started therapy, and the teacher was like, does he have any, like, educational toys? And I went out, and I just bought some. Yeah. You know, and I it couldn't wait till Christmas. He needs them now. So I bought him all these toys, you know, and puzzles and, like, you know, manipulatives, and because we're in a place in our lives now that when our kids need it, we don't have to be like, okay, well, next paycheck will do it. We could get it. Yeah. And even though we're we're still not where we want to be like we don't own our own home yet it's like we've made leaps and bounds from where we first started 
Yeah, that's true. You know, we and I every once in a while I have to remind myself of that. And every once in a while I'll see something like that scene in the movie where it just it reminds me to be grateful. Yeah, because like I know what you mean. Like, I'll you know, I'll share this because I've never shared this through the podcast or the podcast page on my Facebook. I have. But I know what you mean, because you were around then and I wanted to take you guys out for Valentine's Day and I had no fucking money at all. And I had a a credit card. I'm like, I have some money on this credit card, so I'll use that to take you guys out and then to go eat. And we we go and we did an early matinee. Yeah, we went. Yeah, we went to go see a movie and all that. And then afterwards, or like there was a, a cost. We went to Costco because I was like, I knew, hey, it's cheap. I could mm-hmm. get all this food. And they, as they're as we're about to pay, <laughs> like they give our son Owen, who's at the he time was like Sunday. maybe six at the at this point, five or six. Five. And they hand him the ice cream the Sunday, and I He's realized eating it. Yeah, and they they say. Oh, we can't take card. Yeah. Like uh like at that time it was cash or debit only. Yeah, like now I guess you could use any fucking card, but yeah. back when they wouldn't. They wouldn't. And that's all I had and I was like, "Fuck, I don't have no money in and my account right now." And the ice cream right was now. less than $2 yeah. at the time. And at that point, we had to give it back. And, and you had just lost your I I had lost my I, my freaking wallet. I had misplaced it. It wasn't lost. I had yeah. misplaced my wallet. Otherwise, I would have paid for it because yeah. I had, you know, enough funds in the bank to pay for an ice cream. But yeah. I just, you know, it was just a, a bad moment, really unlucky moment. I didn't have, you know, any cash on me. And I at the t- my debit card was lost at that moment. And we we like we had to give the ice cream back. They like, asked for the ice cream back. And it was less it. It, like my, Owen had already taken a couple bites and when you pulled out your card to like swipe it and they told you like, oh, no, we, we only accept debit or cash. And you're like, but I, this is, I, I was just I was going to use my card. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. And like they hadn't given us the rest of the food yet, but they tell us like you're, we're going to need the ice cream back. Yeah. And and then Owen got sad and I had to like, what the fuck? You had to take the ice cream from him to and give it I back realized to like it was just at that moment where like I can't even afford a Costco ice cream. Like I had nothing at that moment and it just was so hard for me like it was terrible and it's like you know to know where i'm at today and where i was it's like yeah it's like it's humbling to like as you mentioned where we were at that point once you know and now it's like my son's like they want ice cream let's we'll go get him ice cream he wanted earlier he wanted you know badanos as he says and we went and got him and we could do that but at a time like (laughs) i couldn't even afford a fucking ice cream you know so it's like i know where we were and then that's that's how i like you know we we were talking about it earlier but that's how like i know it's off subject and not really we're still kind of sticking to what the plot of the film is but it's like that's how i know you love me because you've been around when I was just a fucking a broke guy. I had nothing. Like you weren't. It's like there were probably been other people who would have been like, "I'm out." This guy has no fucking money. Like you know, I was still living. <laughs> oh, not still. I moved back in after my divorce. I moved in with my parents so I could continue going to school. And there you and here you are. 
still here. Yeah, we're married. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, twice. so I could see. And we got married in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Vegas vacation. <laughs> so yeah, and then, so I, I don't know. I just I wanted to share that story about like yeah, it's like we've, it's it's it, when you see something like this and like you know we it's it's humbling to see like yeah it's kind of like you mentioned they were supposed to come and bring us some gifts for the kids like there's people walking around the other day or they're going around for the area they're adopting the neighborhoods or whatever and giving for low-income areas i guess or i don't know how they said it we live in the hood (laughs) yeah and they were going to provide toys to our boys and a pair of shoes to our other son and they didn't they gave us a card and they didn't come friday at all and i was thinking of calling them just to be like hey what like what happened but then we're like there's a, it, it, we don't really need it like if they didn't bring it they're not bring hard it. up for it exactly so but these kids are because the dad is a terrible dad in which i like when clark is saying about santa it's like if you really believe if you believe in your your mom if you believe in your dad because <laughs> <laughs> the next day it's he's coming down the stairs. He sees them all arguing in the fucking and the 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 kitchen. Oh no, the dining area. And that's when what's her name comes up to him and says, like, "Hey, you don't want breakfast?" He's like, oh, "I'm not hungry." And she hugs him. And I, I'll I'll skip it. We'll go right back to. It. I'll skip this little part because he's looking out the window. But then after whatever he sees out the window, we'll talk about that in a, in a second. But then it cuts back to them being in the house, and. They mention how one Catherine was talking to her and he says they they haven't bought any presents. And that's when Clark says, yeah, Ruby Sue had mentioned that they (laughs) they don't have anything like they're not going to get anything for Christmas, that they're worried. So they're kind of deciding. But they mentioned one thing that I was just like, holy shit, where Eddie has been without a job for seven Seven years. years. Because he's, he's been waiting. holding out for a management position. Exactly. And it's been seven years since the last film. And he mentions he was laid off in that film. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been without it. So it was just like, really? They're like, where are they getting money? Well, remember, he mentions that he had like a huge lot, like acreages of land. Yeah. And a house. So he's been, you know selling off the property and they've been scraping by yeah that's true so they decide like okay well the next scene we'll maybe get, but he's living off of his va yeah disability. i guess i don't know so so they that's how like they mentioned like yeah these mm-hmm. kids like we should probably do something for them but before we get to them at the mall let's cut to jump back a little bit when he's looking iconic out the window scene. Yes, the most iconic scene that now everybody, not everybody, but so many people use this decoration outside. And it's uh, when he's looking now, he's like, oh, you know, so what what are you thinking? He's like, oh, I'm thinking about the he starts saying these like Christmas kind of themed words and some asshole in their bathroom putting. (laughs) (laughs) What are you looking at? Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer shitter was full ah yeah you checked our shitters honey clark please he doesn't know any better he ought to know it's illegal 
It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match within 10 yards of it. And then that's when you hear the... Eddie's, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Eddie's smoking a cigar, I think. Yeah, he's smoking a cigar in a bathrobe. In a bathrobe. With uh, dress socks and dress shoes. <laughs> and they have the septic tank into the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when you see the neighbor. He's about to go um, jogging. Mm-hmm. And he looks at him and he goes, Merry Christmas! Shitter's full. <laughs> and, Clark- and he has to go back inside because it smells so terrible. Yeah, in which there's a part that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So he's next to the trash. He's he's right there. And he happens to look at the trash and he lifts up Clark's sled. And why would they bring it back? When he just left it where they crashed? Why would he bring it back to put it in the trash? Like, wouldn't he just trash it there? It was just weird that he brought it with him as a souvenir to put in the trash. I don't know. And then, yeah, that's when we're at Walmart the following day. And they're walking. And every everything that Clark is putting, he for, for some reason, keeps putting fucking bags. See, there you go. He gets three huge bags of a dog fucking food. dog food. But he's telling them that, like, the... That he's completely broke. So it's like he's focusing on the on the fucking dog, but not the kids. And that's when he says, "We want to, you know, I know you don't have any money, but we want to." And he's like, "Oh, I'm not much for charity." And it, like he keeps saying, "No, no, no, we want to." I don't know. If and then, you insist. And then he pulls out a fucking list. All right, well here you go. And he's like, "And buy yourself something, <laughs> something real nice." <laughs> <laughs> But he's just he's just but he returns the favor. Yeah, he in does. Vegas. Yeah. You know what? You know, oh, shit. Yeah. He does have a uh, he also redeems himself too later on because he gives him money out of his yard. And he takes him to the best buck ninety nine buffet <laughs> in town. <laughs> I'll have some of that yeller. <laughs> they got the best spaghetti blugnans. <laughs> just know, ladies and gentlemen, that's a film we'll be doing during the summer. <laughs> During vacation time, because we quote that shit a lot. <laughs> Can I get some of that there, Yeller? Don't get cheap on yeah. me. I'd die for you. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Uh, Nick Papa Giorgio, right? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. That's a yeah. That's a such a good film. We, I mean, we love that fucking movie. I think that's as much as I love Christmas Vacation. I think we really love Vegas Vacation because <laughs> oh, yeah. Eddie's so much in it. Like he's yeah. amazing. But um, and then this is when we get we introduced to Aunt Bethany, senile Aunt Bethany. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 yeah and lewis uncle lewis uncle lewis yeah <laughs> i like when they show up <laughs> don't throw don't throw me down clark <laughs> i'll try not to because <laughs> she says it's so cute because she's the voice of betty boop this is the last role before she passed what? away yeah she's betty boop oh, um but yeah he's like don't throw me down clark <laughs> is your house on fire <laughs> <laughs> no, Aunt Bethany. <laughs> and when they go in the house, <coughs> uh, Ellen's like, "Oh, Aunt Bethany, you shouldn't have done that." <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh dear, did I break wind?" <laughs> she's like, "Jesus, did the room clear out, Bethany?" Hell no, she means presents. You shouldn't have popped presents. It's not every day someone moves into a new house. She's like, is Rusty still in the Navy? 
She's so she doesn't know what planet she's on. <laughs> Should go over there and say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Yes, uh, because she fucking wraps up the cat, the cat. and her lime jello. <laughs> They, and she serves at the table. I don't know why Ellen would serve the, at the dinner after it's like con, like was dissolving and melting in the box because it's leaking on one side and she still served it. Like you don't know how she prepared it. Like it's probably full of cat hair. <laughs> <laughs> because it's you like, can't eat everybody's home cooking. Okay, you just I, can't. I feel bad for Rusty in that scene because we've all been there as kids where – Got jello mold presents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when that happened to me. Cherry, too. Not a fucking cat. No. <coughs> because he knows something's up with this fucking box. So he's trying to get his mom's attention. And she's like, just go go put him over there. And he's like, Ugh. he gets annoyed. He's like, he's trying to get her attention. And it's, it's it'd be like when Owen's trying to tell us something. And we're like, Owen, we're we're talking right now. Like, wait, you know, because I've been through that where I'm trying to get my mom's attention. He's like, hey, spit out there. Like, like, uh, like, you know, so he walks and then he comes back. It's like this. This box is meowing. <laughs> and it's like the Clark the whole time keeps shaking this box. Doesn't fucking care about the cat. <laughs> and he's like, he wrapped up her damn cat. It's like, why would someone wrap up their cat? And she tries to like. Well, you know, she's old and she finds things around the house to give. You know, she's simple. She's and then trying that, to rationalize it. Yeah. And like then it's that's a normal. Thing. Eddie shows up with it's like this. This uh, this package is leaking. <laughs> and then she sticks her finger in it. And then it, Eddie, Eddie just licks it. Yeah. It's lime. <laughs> like, he's like, just go put it in the kitchen. He's like, and he's like and open <laughs> go it. Put it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, now we're going to have a damn cat running around. He's like, yeah, well, we can't leave it in the box. And then that's <laughs> Oh, man. I just, this like, that's one of the scenes that I I have memorized well because it's so funny because I love the old people. And, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get, we get the, the, the dinner. Christmas dinner. The Christmas dinner. They're all sitting there. Beautiful turkey. <laughs> yes. Beautiful turkey. And before they, they even, uh, eat, they ask Grace. Uh, uh, they they ask uh, Bethany, Bethany to, to say, say Grace. Grace, and she says the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> She's like, Grace died thirty years ago. He's like, No, Grace. He's like, They want you to say Grace, and she shakes her head no, like all cute. The blessing, and then yes, she starts doing the pledge of allegiance, and Eddie stands up proud because he's a veteran. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes fucking sense why he does all these things yeah that's true <laughs> and clark is like okay but whatever you know she's old like you're gonna stop her no and i i i don't know if you know because i've always i know the pledge of allegiance no <laughs> no <laughs> what happened with the turkey why did it what was why the, was it so dry <laughs> why did it do that is that what it's supposed to be that it was so dry but what would cause that because she's like i because she says I knew I put it in too, too early. early. So she just baked it for so long that she basically turned it into turkey jerky. She dehydrated <laughs> the damn So bird. that's what that is. Oh, okay. Because they still eat it. Yeah. Like, it looks. trying to be kind. Yeah. You would have ordered pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like. The what? entire dinner, honestly, looked disgusting. Yes. Like, when you look at their plates, 
They're they're eating like a green salad with like broccoli. Everything looks bland and unseasoned. Yeah. It's like the they mentioned that there's like cat kibbles in the green jello. Yeah, because like when he's he looks down, Clark looks down. He's like, uh, Aunt Bethany, do you have a cat or so? Does or your does cat, cat like, like green? Yeah, something about the Jello. And he's like, I don't know about the cat, but I love. He's like, can you give me some, some more that? of that? Mm-hmm, or some shit like that. And there's a part I don't know if you've noticed. Like, I'll 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 explain what I'm doing right now. But Ellen, she's imagine this is a fork. Mm-hmm. She gets something from the salad and she goes like this. Oh, like mm. she flings it. Yeah. <laughs> she flings like food or something like in the shot. It looks weird. Like, like what the fuck? <coughs> but they all try to eat it. And then that's everybody's when, being polite. Er, yeah. Everybody's Which being is polite. so odd because it's a it's a table full of jerks. But they're all being polite. Yeah. And humoring her and eating this dry turkey. Uh, and like, I, I think it's like the what's the what's that? um The sweet dish with the marshmallows. Sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potato. Cause it looks like that's what it is. Cause at one point yeah, Eddie has a Eddie has a bowl of it mm-hmm. and scoops Globs. it, eats it from the spoon, it. Mm-hmm. and then pff, puts Plops it on it. his fucking yep. plate. And that's when you hear and the table shakes. The dog. Bruh, and they're like, "What the fuck?" They look under, and then that's when he's, he's like choking on a bone. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you shouldn't feed." He's like. From the table, like feed him table scraps. He's like, no, no. He just probably got into the trash. And then, yeah, he did fucking mm-hmm. huge mess. And Eddie doesn't clean it. No, he doesn't. Instead, you got fucking Ellen and Clark. When they're at the table, Clark oh. announces. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I missed that part. I have that written down, but flying. I missed it. And he looks at him and he's like, are you serious? Clark? Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> hey, kids. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. (laughs) You serious, Clark? (laughs) I think they experimented him. That's why he was in the Navy. I don't think he actually served. He was a test subject. (laughs) I can't truly believe, like, wait, what? Are you fucking serious? Like, this is real? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I love. There's a part that made me think of. You might as well because we've been quoting this line a lot lately. But the whole you might as well do something while doing nothing because as they're cleaning, uh, Lu- Uncle Lewis tells him he's like, if you're not doing anything constructive, can you get my stogie? And he's like, it just made me think of that line. <laughs> you might as well be doing There's something if you're not doing, doing nothing. nothing. Why don't you sell some some because uh, I saw some to that girlfriend of yours because she didn't need any dust. Nylon polymer polymer interwoven bowls. <laughs> you look this like a strong the, young pup. This ain't, this ain't your run of the mill crapperware. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, if you want to hear a Napoleon Dynamite episode, please go check it out. It was a recent episode. It's fucking amazing. We love it. <laughs> Um, totally not biased. Yeah, but the cat, it, as he's going over there to go get this fucking cigar, the cat somehow gets Christmas lights, goes under the couch, bites into it, and and as it, it unplugs first because it causes it to unplug the tree as he's getting the cigars, and he notices like oh so he gets the cord, and as the cat's chewing on it, he plugs it in and electric electrifies the cat, so he's dead under the couch. And then that's when Eddie says that <laughs> if that cat had nine lives, he'd just spend them all. 
<laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Uncle Lewis lights his stogie. Uh, which ignites yes. the Christmas tree. Because it was so dry, I guess, right? Yes, That's what we're the trying dog to drink drink the yeah. dog drink the water. Yeah, that is not a plant and payoff. <laughs> <laughs> that is a literal plant. No. And it paid off. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but it's not a payoff because it's a negative thing. It's supposed to pay off. But uh, yeah, I you know, I guess it is. <laughs> but he catches fucking just engulfs the tree like quick. Is gone and he's also on fire. But it doesn't catch any of the house on fire. Yeah, the curtains Only look the fine. <laughs> Only the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, th- again, Alan's dad, being the dick that he is, it was an ugly tree, anyways. Like, has to kick Clark while he's down. Yeah. Like, it's like really, like, you know, and, 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 it, and it sucks. And he's like, Clark is just like upset. And he's pissed off. And that's when he goes to the door because someone's knocking at the door and he opens it. And it's a a telegram guy because he's been worried about his bonus, his bonus. We got a few scenes where he's his buddy, his coworker, Bill. He's like, oh, you have a Merry Christmas. He's like, well, what's wrong? He's like, have you get your bonus yet? And he's like, no, maybe we carrier came. Uh, Ruby Sue. He asked her, hey, have you seen the mail? Like, did he drop off anything? No, not that I know of. So he's worried about this thing. And we find out because he is going to be the pool. Because he even tells you, he's like, you're the last good family man or some shit. Was there an explosion right now? Fireworks. Fireworks. Okay. Oh, because it's it's uh, midnight. So it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Um, <clears throat> so he gets it. And he's like, oh, like again, Art says, what is it? A reservation to the nut house? Like, he's just like nonstop. And at no point does the da- his dad ever say like something like no one ever says anything. His parents are non-confrontational. Yeah. And, and like he just always knocking Clark. So he's happy because he got he gets this fucking he's, he thinks it's his bonus. It is. It's not the it, bonus he wanted. Yeah. Because he's telling everybody he reveals that um he counted his chickens before they hatched exactly he reveals that, that he wrote out a check that he doesn't have the money to cash mm-hmm. f- for a down payment on the pool the deposit yeah i'll follow you and it is a jelly of the month club <laughs> it's the ki- gift that Clark, keeps on giving that keeps yeah. on giving the whole year <laughs> and i think that's like finally it, br- it that's where clark snaps mhm he ha- he like has a psychosis like that was the final straw for him like he's had such a rough holiday trying to put all this together for his family nothing has gone right and he's he's not it's a, it's a one year membership in the jelly of the month club <sighs> oh god clark that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year that it is edward that it is indeed this isn't the biggest bag over the head Punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. Uh, hey! If any of you are looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a 
cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Like it, it is such a great dialogue. Like it, I love this rant, and most of it was improvised. But just like in Forty Year Old Virgin, where they wrote a bunch of words for him to just yell if he needed words, mm-hmm. they did the same. Where the the cast was holding cards like objectives and mm-hmm. like certain words. So if he if he needed to use words during his rant, mm-hmm. he would look at the cards and pull words if he needed. But most of it was improvised, and he just. Fucking that, that it was such a great scene. Like I, you know, I'll play the and I, I stepped on something right here. Oh, I thought Milo farted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I it was a chip <coughs> that I just stepped on and broke or something. <coughs> yeah, and then because again, he he makes before the rant, he says, he's like, hey, if any of you are looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over over there on Melody Lane. So he already implants that into fucking because Eddie takes it literal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he has this amazing fucking rant that's just beautiful. And I'll play the clip because I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it justice. And um, again, Clark, asshole to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. He goes. And he decides, hey, my tree's garbage. I'm going to get a new he tree. He's going to replace it. He's going to saw a tree that he had outside. Which, why did he do that from the start? Why did he take his parents, his family on an unnecessary road trip to get a massive tree that didn't fit in his house? Yeah. Should just cut down that tree <laughs> from the start. Right? And what happens? Margo and Todd are having dinner. Mm-hmm. And the fucking tree just crashes through their, their window. window. And there's no way in hell Clark didn't see that. He knows for a fact he broke the fucking window. He doesn't give a shit. But he doesn't give a shit. He's such an asshole to his neighbors. That's what makes me so mad that he's a dick. And these people, based on this film, don't deserve it. Because we don't... There's no backstory, no nothing. So they don't deserve this at all. And it's like, what the fuck? And he he takes it and... He puts this new tree in his house. Yeah. And I guess when the when the tree went up, the ornaments went up with it because he's hanging lace underwear <laughs> on the tree. No, no, no. He's taking the old. Pre- he's putting a uh, new presents. I he- saw a him putting on the tree as an ornament lacy underwear. No, no, no. I it, play it back. Oh, I will play it back. Okay. Oh, you want right now? Yes. Okay. Oh, as as I'm getting the scene. <coughs> What is happening is he's putting new presents under the tree mm-hmm. that are wrapped in, in trash newspaper. Bags. Well, he decides to pick up one of the old burnt presents and he pulls out lace underwear or lace whatever. I think it's like a bra. And he looks. It looks like underwear. And OK, we'll just say underwear, but it's lacy. Mm-hmm. And he looks and he's in like everybody in the room like quickly and he like shoves it away. So no, he was putting it on the tree. No, yes, he was trying to hide it. No, he wasn't. He was. It was coming out from a present. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So I am trying to. You're gonna be wrong again. No, I okay. I was wrong earlier, but here I am not wrong. So he's right there putting all the new presents that are wrapped in Mm -hmm. paper. 
So he's placing it down. And then he picks up a present that's all burnt. Oh, it is a bra. And he pulls out. And he looks around like, oh, shit. And he tries to hide it. See? No, but there's a difference. I, I, I'm telling you, there's a scene where he puts, like, a piece of underwear on the tree. Okay, here it is. The next scene. Thong. I'm not wrong. Thong? Yep. Look. He's not putting it as decoration as he's trying to hide it. Like He gets distracted by the sound. He Did he or did he not put lacy underwear on the tree? Okay. As he an put ornament. it on the tree. Yes. yes. He put it on the okay. tree. But I don't think he meant to put it as an ornament. <laughs> on the next scene, he's looking at it kind of like, oh, yeah. He's picturing like, hey, this is for my wife. This is going to be sexy on her. But then... You could tell he looks up into like where the noise is, and he just kind of, without thinking, just ends up hanging it. Um, I wasn't to look. wrong. Okay, he, you weren't wrong, put- but he wasn't doing it as an ornament. You could tell how he, he got distracted. Orna- he was ornating the tree <laughs> with lazy underwear. <laughs> so he bought his 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 wife white lacy underwear. So, and he put it on the tree. Okay, so, and I wasn't wrong. You weren't wrong, <laughs> but. It wasn't. He wasn't putting it as an ornament. Like I'm did, gonna hang him. Did he not decorate the tree with lacy underwear? Yes or no? It's a yes or no. Fine. He <laughs> yes, did. He, he did. did. All right. He did. <laughs> so his distraction comes from some noise from the tree mm-hmm. that Bethany says, "What's that squeaky noise?" And no one could hear it. And that's what he says. You couldn't hear if if uh, like a truck drove through a nitroglycerin plant or something like that. And then he's like, no, 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 I hear it too. And somehow magically a square, a squirrel appears because when he looks, there's nothing Sandy there. Sandy Cheeks comes out. And then it, it zooms in on his face and it cuts to a squirrel and it jumps and everybody freaks out like oh, yeah. it was a fucking, I mean, I guess because it could be rabid, right? But yeah. if a squirrel came out of our tree, would we go like crazy the way they all did? The mom faints. We have and, kids. Yeah. I think I might. <laughs> But you'd be the safety. <laughs> I would. <laughs> so poor mom, poor Clark's mom gets, she passes out on the floor. They mom, all, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Where, where's Eddie? Doesn't he eat these? He's like, well, he, he once he read something about how they're high cholesterol. Uh, yeah. And he's like, Russ, that, that's like a gag throughout the movies where he'll yell and Russ is right next to him. Yes. And he's like, oh. So, and he's like, come on. Like, we're going to go do this. And he's like, I'm going to put the coat and then bash it with the hammer. And Alan's mom passes out now. Mm-hmm. So, the dad decides, like, I'm going to go in there with him. They walk in and the squirrel ends up being. Well, no. The mom gets up. They wake her up. And when he see, when his dad sees the squirrel on his back, he's like, squirrel. They knock over the mom again. And she fucking falls. He's shit. <laughs> And they run up the stairs, run down the stairs, and the squirrel's chasing them. And that's when the dog, uh, or did you say the dog was named Rocky? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Starts chasing. And oh my gosh. Fucking. And gets poor Julia Louis Dreyfus. Well, before that, destroys the house. Yes. And again, <laughs> asshole Clark opens the door and clearly sees his neighbor. Allows the squirrel to jump on her, then the dog, and then he closes the door. He saw her and says, squirrel's gone. 
So he knows. It's not his fault that happened to her, but his disregard for her safety. Exactly. That was a jerk move. Exactly. And the reason she was there is because she was fed up. They just broke their window. She was fed up. He's like, dude, you need to go do something. And he's like, and she's saying that you should just go punch him. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to go punch him. Uh, You know, but he still didn't want to do something. He's like, well, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. So that's why she went over. Which I noticed something in this when in all that chaos. Yeah. I noticed that on their chimney mantle. Yeah. They have five stockings. They're a family of four. Why do they have five stockings? Is it for the person who used to sleep in the bunk bed? <laughs> you won't give that up. <laughs> a bunk bed is just like it's never ending. <laughs> one but, day we'll find there, it. But there is a fifth stocking. Huh. And I and, I, and I, at one moment I was like, well, maybe he just got stocking extra stockings for the other family members. But then why is there only five? There should be way more than five. That's true. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Eddie brings home a special Christmas gift. Yes, he has Frank Shirley in a big bow, and he's kicking his ass because oh, that's where the con- I mentioned this earlier. That's where he has the conversation with the dad. The kitchen's a fucking mess. He's drinking water or something. They have the conversation about the dad. How'd you do it? Jack Daniels. Oh, I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. That's what he says. And then he's like, are you going to recite the night before Christmas? He's like, no. He's like, I'm retiring. This is your house. You're you're, basically it's like now you've moved on. He's passing on the reins. Exactly. The torch to him. Mm -hmm. So as he's reading the nightmare before Christmas, there's a part where as he's reading, he kind of nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> the night before, right? Did I say the nightmare before Christmas? I probably I did, so. huh? <laughs> and he's reading it, and he's like, "Twas the night before, Is whatever." Is that why it's called the nightmare before Christmas? Yes, because twas the night before. I never knew. Are that. you fucking serious? <laughs> I <laughs> never knew that. <laughs> yes, it's a take on that. Oh, I had no twas idea. Twas the nightmare before Christmas, and all through, oh. yeah, whatever. And then there was bunk beds. (laughs) Oh, shit. Are you serious? I don't know. Fuck, terrorists. (laughs) Wow. And Domka Shane. (laughs) Wow. I'm really shocked that you didn't know that. Uh, Well, well, yeah. So he's reading it. And that's when he's like, and all through the house. So he's like, and there's Eddie kicking a man in a large bow and people are like wait what and then that's when he comes in he's like oh ho horror he says a merry christmas whatever and you see frank shirley and the wife calls the police oh this man he kidnapped me in which how does she know where they went i i was gonna ask that too <laughs> right <laughs> they were there so fast so yeah. okay let's not jump ahead oh yeah we did jump ahead a little bit i think but okay he brings Frank Shirley. Um, Clark goes off on him for being such a jerk and how his employees, you know, depend on their bonuses as part of their annual salary. And for him to stiff them like that, like re- without warning, just like really sucks. So Frank Shirley like looks around, you know, looking out at the family and Clark's desperation. And he's like, you know, I'm sorry. And he restores the bonuses. Yeah. But before that, we did have another rant because everybody's trying to leave. All the parents are leaving. And he's like, no, 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 we're not. You're not leaving. And it's like when St. Nick shoves his fat ass, he's going to see the bunch of jolliest assholes this side of the nut house. I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad again, Art goes, you're goofy. He's like, don't piss me off, Art. <laughs> God. 
Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Clark? So, yeah, so... Um, but yes, they, he comes and he's like, he's like, oh, you're fired and, and you're going to jail. And Eddie's like, because <laughs> he's like, what's that? Fucking, is that threat? Like, get out of he here. He's in an RV. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go to Canada. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He's going to go to Canada. Oh, oink, oh oink. wow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's like, no. And he's, yeah, you're, he tells him that, like the whole bonus thing. And he's like, I thought I got rid of bonuses. Yeah. And he mentions about the whole like when it counts on their salary because it was it was like a dick move because he didn't notify anybody. and Everybody's expecting, you know, bonuses. It's funny. He said 13 years with the company. This is the yeah. first year where they didn't get a bonus. Yeah, there was there was one year where that ha- that happened to my ex where the, the boss out of nowhere, like two days before they were all anticipating their bonuses said, Oh yeah, we're not getting bonuses here, but I'll give you guys a ham. <laughs> was was like, it honey baked? Yeah. I, I don't know, but it was just a ham. So everybody was anticipating bonuses. Cause they were like, they last year we got 2000 or 3000 each. And this year we're just going to get a ham. So I, I was, was like, it a $3,000. ham, <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it were honey baked maybe <laughs> but yes um and then that's when he decides like yeah i'm gonna you know after seeing faces it's, it looks good on paper but when i see all you guys it and you know i gotta yeah so he doubles him the salary gives him triple whatever he had last year and everybody goes crazy and that that whole time is uh you hear the Gene Autry, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, while the SWAT team shows up. Why they go to the neighbor's house and break in, I have no fucking clue. I don't understand that. She's like, if you're going to, he's like, if you want to come in, you're going to have to break the goddamn door. And they break the door down. And they all go in. They all say freeze. Alan has her fucking hand in which that was improvised, she said, on his junk. <laughs> When the wife comes in, she shakes her hand and puts it right back on his fucking dick. And that's when he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not pressing charges. And he explains again, bonuses. The wife like, you you actually did it. Like, I know you were a joke, like toying about it, but you did it. That's so mean. Even the cop is like, if I had a rubber hose, I would have beat the shit out of you. And he's like, no, I, I get it. I'm not I'm not doing it. But when they first walk in, I've never fucking noticed this before. But when they first walk in, the wife, she's like going in there and they're going to about to show him all the cops have guns on everybody. And I'll show it to you. There's a guy with like it looks like a a fucking rifle, like Mm -hmm. a sniper rifle, literally pointing down the barrel in the back of Ruby Sue's head. And Ruby Sue's like this and is right at her head, right behind her. And (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? I've never noticed that before. So I need to show you that. Like, I'll show you that scene later. But I was like, holy shit. Like, that's fucking dark. <laughs> I'm like, everybody else is just, they're all standing, whatever. And then the one, the child is right behind her fucking head. Some guy took his role too serious. 
<laughs> yeah. And that's when they, the kids, for some reason, run outside because they think they hear Santa and they see the North Star. It's not the North Star. It's the fucking suit. Because Uncle Lewis, he's like, ah, that's the, that's the light from the sewage plant. And that's when Clark realizes, oh, shit, the sewer. And then when he throws the match, <laughs> blows up. They all fly. Santa flies into the air, does kind of like an E.T. thing in the sky. And that's when uh, Aunt Bethany starts singing uh, Take Me Out. No, what is she? Is it Take Me Out to the Ball Game? I don't know. I didn't write anything down for that. Oh, and the rockets wet glare. Bang. Yeah, she's singing. She's very patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, Cousin Eddie does his little like salute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, military. He's saluting. Mm-hmm. You're right. Shit. And um, everybody sings and has joyful. And there's a scene that was cut, deleted, where at the end they're in bed and the fucking Santa crashes through the roof The at the neighbors. So it was kind of like a final punch, mm-hmm. but they took it out. It ends with Clark being outside with the dog and again, ding, 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 you know. Is that that? <laughs> I'm just looking at my wife's face. Because like, you have a way of singing without the melody <laughs> that makes, me, makes the song unrecognizable. <laughs> Standing on his way. Oh, there you go. The Pippin' Christmas Vacation. Did you have any more final notes or anything? No, I just put that was such a long, exhausting night. (laughs) (laughs) I just never understood how like, um, okay, so Eddie only has the RV. So he drove that crapper to a nice neighborhood undetected, kidnapped that man, put a giant bow on him, brought him back. I mean, maybe that's why it was easy first. But why would it be the SWAT team? Why Why wouldn't it be the police first? Right. Well, because they're rich, so they could call SWAT. I guess. Well, again, I mentioned this earlier. Now there's a second question. And the SWAT How like, did he brought know the what? wife in her robe. Right? Yeah, and then when she's getting out the car, she's putting on makeup. <coughs> but, again, he only mentioned Melody Lane. No address, just the street. And he knew what house to go to. Second... How did the wife uh, the uh, the wife know where where the house is? Where Clark's house. Was. Exactly. So there's two. Maybe they just followed the smell <laughs> from the RV. So we got address for both. How did they know? And why is there bunk beds? <laughs> That's how we end this. <laughs> why are there bunk, bunk beds? beds. <laughs> oh man. How do I end the show? Is it, no, it's not. Well, that's another episode in the back. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, what do I say? I don't remember what the fuck I say. Badeep, badeep, badeep. That's <laughs> all, folks. If <laughs> <laughs> I fuck you in the belly, you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.